0: Tried. They get missed once you get to the emergency room. You don't remember to tell them about your ankle or your low back or your hip. They're concentrating on your neck. Maybe they're worried about your spinal cord. Maybe they're worried about a brain bleed. They're doing MRIs. They might do a CT scan. The insurance companies try to use these records against you when you're in your weakest moment. We can help you. Bell and Pollock, of com. Give us a call. For your
1: Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com.
2: Looking for the ultimate guys weekend? Get to Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe. Championship golf, catch the Lala's Burlesque Show, and get all the Vegas-style action you can handle. And girls, where should you go for the ultimate girls weekend? Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe. Have fun poolside in a cabana, indulge in a spa day, and get all the Vegas-style action you can handle. Book your... Our best ever guys or girls weekend now at BuffaloThunderResort.com
3: The Colorado Rapids and Commerce City host 4th Fest, the largest public fireworks show in the state. The Rapids take on Seattle Sounders FC on Wednesday, July 4th, presented by Budweiser. Head to the stadium early for pre-game 4th Fest festivities and drink specials at 1876. Stick around after the game to enjoy the fireworks show immediately following the final whistle and a post-fireworks concert by Lucas Hope. For tickets, go to coloradorapids.com.
4: KKSE. Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Another
1: 3-2. He's got him! Ball game over. What a victory
5: for the Rockies tonight and for Kyle Freeland. A comfort behind victory late as satisfying a win as the Rockies perhaps have had all
6: year. Five to two over the Giants. Wade Davis
7: striking out Brandon Crawford, his 24th save of the year. Yeah, there's been some bad ones this year. Last night was a good one. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi show on Altitude 950. No Vic today, James Marilat. Vic calls in Manchester, Will Peterson, H.W. with you until head. It was a great win last night, James. Uh It was nice. This is the second time in a week where we've said, uh, hey, that was one of those 42 uh that you probably shouldn't have got, and you got it. So uh that's a sign that maybe the things are turning around a little bit. Maybe the baseball gods are starting to shine on the Rockies a, a, a little bit because they certainly have given away games that should have gone in the win column. Second time in a week where we've come on these airwaves at 7 a.m. and said, Ah, maybe shouldn't have got that one, but they did, and not gonna apologize for it. They're only five back in the NL West. Obviously a lot of attention on NBA free agency, NHL free agency, Broncos camp coming up. But the Rockies, worth monitoring. Alright, we're gonna start with, uh, well, something funny that happened yesterday was you texted me a meme that I got a kick out of. Yes, I, uh, I follow like seven things on Instagram. Like I'm just now getting into it. Um, that's not true. I've been on there like seven years. I don't know why I said that. Um, I just don't follow all that many people, but one of the things I follow is the onion. I think it's hysterical. Yeah. The, the fake stories that they put on there and they're always just basically a headline and a goofy picture. And one of them based on this show that they had yesterday just jumped out at me. And what did it say? Uh, it had a picture of a guy just kind of looking like uh, a little smug. Well, average Joe. Yeah. Average Joe. Uh, And it said, basically, recent heat wave doesn't bother local contrarian. <laughs> and it just reminded me of my hot take last week of, unless you're tarring roofs and laying asphalt, stop bitching about the hot weather. I'm like, okay, well, apparently the recent heat wave wasn't bothering this local contrarian. I just thought it was very appropriate. It is funny. I was watching the nightly news last night, and you know, when the, uh, the weather channel owns NBC news. Yeah. Because they go to the weather channel at 532, you know, yeah. two minutes into the cast yeah. and it's the, the re- Jim Cantori or whatever his right. name is. And it's the report in New York going, it's really hot out. And then they interview the local citizen going, I'm just so hot. And then they interview the little kid. I'm so hot. You yeah. know, it's like, that's kind of a good sign because it means nothing too crazy happened in the world, but it's also like a, yeah, it's hot on the East coast. Well, yeah. And it's also like, you know what? Last year on the, on the East coast during the summer, it was hot. It's every freaking year. It's hot and humid. Uh, you can go back and year after year after year, it's always been hot and humid on the East Coast. I, I lost all respect for weather people. I was in, <laughs> <laughs> I was in New York and I think it was Hurricane Irene. I think that's what it was. It's one that turned out to not be anything because they closed down the airports. They canceled every flight. So I was supposed to fly out of New York City before the, the, the hurricane got there. My flight got canceled. So I distinctly remember standing in Times Square. It's sunny out and blue skies, but they'd already canceled all the flights because Hurricane Irene was coming. So we get all these warnings, all these warnings. If you're staying in a hotel, fill up your bathtub with potable water. We may not have running water for days. You know, it's just going to be awful. Every Starbucks is closed. Mm. We're all, you know, Living off whatever they've got left at the buffet in the hotel. I mean, just was it was miserable. Like a terrible place to be. You would think New York would be a good place to be stranded. It wasn't. Wake up the next morning, expecting to look outside and it's some something from a a, just a horror movie or an action movie. Totally fine. Totally. It like it rained. It was like a puddle. Yeah. Well, funny choice of words. So after hyping this for days on end, the weather people couldn't possibly say, "Hey, we missed it." I finally turned off the TV when CNN's weather person went out there and they were doing the danger of puddles. (laughs) That's not true. Swear to God, it's true. Swear to God. It's the, be careful out there, the danger of puddles. And I was like, okay, now you've taken hyperbole to a whole new level when you're warning me about the dangers of puddles in New York City. I was over it. I was done. I don't blame you. Speaking of uh puddles, you had a trip to the pool yesterday. And yes. There, there was a little bit of frustration from what I understand. Well, I have a six-year-old, the final uh of my three, that needs to learn to swim. He knows how to swim. He can swim. I could throw him into the middle of the pool, and he would be able to get to the edge. But we're still practicing. You know, He's six. I'm not letting him wear the floaties anymore. It's time to grow up. Uh, oh, you are was... that, Dad? Have you taken the bumpers out of the bowling alley mm-hmm. now, too? I mean he could be a man or he could be a baby. <laughs> you know, what you want to be? Um and it was just this it was just the battle of wills. It was the I am not getting in the water. It was the screaming, the crying, throwing of a fit. Uh so it turned into him on one chair, me on the other and the pool's open till 9, so we're going to sit here till you swim or we're going to sit here till 9. <laughs> and an hour and a half later, As there were, like, three people left at the pool, including the two of us, he finally got in the water and did his swimming lesson, and then we got to go home and have dinner. So you went full Manchester. Yes. (laughs) This is correct. You know what? I actually respect the strategy. You were willing to have the standoff, and you probably have more patience than the six-year-old does. I had a magazine. He had nothing. (laughs) I was going to sit there and read ink from cover to cover. I vividly remember as a kid having that, Battle with my father, and I think it finally turned into candy. think it finally turned into you go do your swim lesson, you put your head under, you get candy. Well, and to 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 be fair, so I don't look like just a total ogre. We also we also then as a family, and I don't I can't even eat it. Went for froyo last night. Nice, right? So you know I was a little harsh, and then we (laughs) topped it off with a bunch of random candy that they charged me fifty one cents an ounce for. You can't have anything there. I mean, I could eat, like, the gummy worms, but I can't eat the frozen yogurt, no. Mm. Lots going on in the NBA world. Uh, some news about the Nuggets and some other news that no one's going to like. Let's go. Big news right now.
8: What the headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention?
4: The big news right now.
5: Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day.
9: There were teams, Zach, that were begging, begging to get a chance to pitch him just to try to show him uh, what they thought they could do. And I think there were better basketball fits out there. Um, You know, the Denver Nuggets really, really wanted to have a chance to pitch their vision for LeBron to him and and how he could fit. And there's no question in my mind. I mean, they would have had to do some sort of signing trade with the Cavs, but there's no question in my mind it would have
7: been a better team than the Lakers are now Brian Windhorst from ESPN on Zach Lowe's podcast. Uh, no question in his mind, the Denver Nuggets a better basketball fit for LeBron James. Manchester, does that make you proud as a Nuggets fan, or just even more angry that LeBron wouldn't listen? Uh, it doesn't really make me either of those things. Like, yeah, that's true. They are a better basketball fit. It's something we've been saying for months on this show. Of like, hey, this would be the team to go to if you really want to be on a on a uh, roster that has a chance to compete. This year this was never about who you were going to play with for LeBron it wasn't it was about geography did you see Joel Embiid tweeted last night still still time to change your mind uh, i did not see that but uh it's true nothing's official yet right lebron has not put pen to paper uh last night though Woj bomb boogie cousins joins the super team for the Warriors, here's something that they really like about having Cousins there, because he's he will not be ready for training camp. He won't be ready for the start of the season, uh, maybe December, maybe January, maybe later. Number one, there's no rush to bring him back. They're going to win with him, with with him or without him. And the time that he's away, he's going to be sitting on the bench with Steve Kerr. They're going to get to know each other. They're going to get to build a relationship before he ever steps on the court, and they think that's really important. The Marcus Cousins one-year deal worth a little more than five million dollars with the Warriors. NBA Twitter was sick last night. I'm sick of NBA Twitter. What a bunch of complainers. Just a total bunch of complainers. They totally missed the boat on this. They're, they're, they're wrong and they're off. How many other teams offered Boogie Cousins a contract? Reportedly none. Okay. So what's the problem? Like this isn't an NBA system problem. It's not the way the, the salary cap works or everybody wants to play together super teams. Nobody else offered him a contract because he's coming off a torn Achilles and because he's a cancer in the locker room and he's a constant problem. uh, And then the Warriors offered him a one year, 5.3 or whatever it was million dollar contract. And he took the one offer on the table. Like how is that the system that's broke? It's not as though Sacramento backed up the Brinks truck and he said, no, thank you. I don't want to return. It, 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 it's stupid. It's, you know what it is? It's classic Twitter faux outrage. We're going to be mad about it. Well, what are you mad about? What, what what what's the what's the complaint? What are you mad about? NBA Twitter? Okay. <laughs> Rockies win five two. Kyle Freeland is an ace. Again, I think collectively are starting pitching.
10: Uh it's a great great group of workers, a great group of guys that are committed to, to helping us win games, to helping helping the Rocky pitching staff. And Kyle falls in line there for sure.
7: Yeah, Kyle Freeland was uh inspiring last night on the bench, I thought. Just his energy, his passion. And, of course, his hair. Uh, I'm going to leave this one be because uh, you just walked right into my uh, hot tank. There we go. Yep. Ian Cole, your newest member of the Avalanche, on with Mark Moser yesterday.
0: That week uh, kind of build-up period uh, certainly helps being able to talk to teams about interest. So you kind of know where
7: you stand come July 1st, and you're able to, to hammer something out quickly and, and hopefully start the process of you know, trying to find a place to live, get settled, and uh, be ready to go when training camp starts. Listen to that whole interview, uh, with Moj and Ian Cole. Good stuff. Excited to have a guy with so much experience on the Avalanche's blue line. Yeah, seems like a, a really good addition, especially when you look at kind of for the last two or three years, the thing we've all talked about is, and eh, that's maybe their weakness. Good solid addition. Matt Calvert also on with Moj, the Avs, other big signing.
11: Yes, I uh, knew Jared and Nolan, uh, the assistant coach. They were both my assistant coaches when I was in Springfield. And uh yeah, so I, I had a good relationship with them there, and that was a that was a big part of uh big part of me wanting to go to Colorado.
7: Previous relationship with Coach Bednar for Matt Calvert. Amazing how these things work. Bednar worked his way up the system to a spot as an NHL head coach, and now he reunites with another. Professional and, hockey player work their way up the system. And you treat people well along the way, uh, then when your paths cross again, they think, ah, oh, that's somebody I'd like to work with again. Yeah, exactly. Funny how that, funny how that goes. I mean, obviously in the NHL, the se- sexy signing is Tavares, but, uh, Joe Sackick continuing to do a very good job over at Pepsi Center. Indeed. Finally, Manchester, uh, Tom Heckert, excuse me, not having his contract renewed with the Broncos. He will focus on his health. Yeah, he's had uh this what started back in what, twenty fifteen? It was some sort of rare blus blood disorder. We don't know all the facts about it, but uh um it, not necessarily surprising. We kinda heard these rumblings even a year ago. Who was the former uh GM with the Niners that they thought was gonna take a position with yep. the team? Uh he was gonna fill Heckert's role, now it's kind of been Gary Kubiak that's coming and, and kind of filling that, Trent that position. Balke. That's it. Yes, you thank go. you. Trent Balkey. Um. So, not necessarily a uh, a shock. I I think it's one of those things where, uh, oftentimes, we want to make more of it. I think we should just take this one at face value. It's a guy who's had some health concerns for um three years now, maybe three years plus, and needs to go focus on that. And let's not make it into a big conspiracy theory. Let's not make it into oh three hours of breaking down how this impacts the Broncos front office. Let's just wish. Tom Heckert well and hope he, uh, hope he gets feeling better. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. I, I think he left the Broncos on good terms. I just think it was time for, uh, him to focus on that. And Gary Kubiak, you know what? He is the number two in the front office over there.
12: It's just the way it is.
7: John's one, Gary's two. Yeah, that's the way it's shaping up for sure. Yeah. All right. You got the Vic Lombardi show on Altitude 950 coming up next. Our piping hot takes.
12: Are you ready for barbecue, fireworks, and the hottest appliance sale of the year? Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, President of Mountain High Appliance, and for 25 years we've been Colorado's favorite appliance store. This 4th of July we're lighting the fuse with some explosive savings. Cook in style with a four-piece stainless kitchen package from Whirlpool for only $21.98. Save over $650. That's an entire stainless kitchen for only $21.98. Check out our lowest prices of the year on refrigerators, laundry, and more. Save $800 on a stainless four-door French store refrigerator from Whirlpool for only $13.99. Our lowest price ever. Or get a diamond-gray front-load laundry pair from GE and save $1,000. Plus, check out our clearance center for an additional 10, 15, or 20% off our already discounted prices. Stop by our showroom today and experience the difference. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com.
13: Now my pies and lords your you favorite a fire
12: Thank you. Craft beer is just not enough to cut
9: it anymore. This summer, how about you up your patio game at Thirsty Lion Gastropub. Besides summer seasonal brews, enjoy cool signature cocktails and regional wines. And their summer menu features pork belly tacos and spicy shrimp ceviche. That's how you up your summer patio game at Thirsty Lion Gastropub. In Cherry Creek and at Union Station, open at 11 a.m. weekends for brunch. Remember the name, Thirsty Lion Gastropub.
7: 10.50 an hour. 10.50 an hour.
2: 10.50 an hour. Honey, no, I, I don't want to go to work. Wake up! What? 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 What's going on? You're having another nightmare about your old job. Oh
7: wow, I thought I was still working at that other warehouse, only making 10.50 an hour.
1: Are you ready to put an end to your job nightmares? Safeway Distribution Center, located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco, is hiring full-time order selectors with a starting pay of $17.15 per hour. Plus, you'll receive a great benefits package after your probationary period. Stop those nightmares and start making all your dreams come true by joining the Safeway team. Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com.
2: Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply.
4: The Altitude 950 Traffic Update.
14: This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Three car crash blocks the two left lanes. Northbound I-25 at Orchard. Crowding starts at Arapaho. Clear a collision to the right shoulder. Northbound I-25 at Bellevue. Northbound I-225. Merge right as you approach I-70. Cruiser draining standing water from the left lane. And building volume eastbound I-270 between I-25 and York. UMA Office is the most reliable, simplest to use, easiest to install, business phone. And it's perfect for five employees or 50. Just 1995 per user per month. More at OOMA.com. I'm Dustin Ritchie with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude
4: 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I told
13: you this helmet It's difficult
4: so to hit like
5: this whenever you face high-velocity wild pitcher. This ball hits sharply, but Crawford's got it. Throws wild! Rockies take the lead.
6: Desmond heading to second as Blackman scores. The ball
5: made an errant throw. How do you like that? On a night the Giants have played superior defense until this, the seventh inning.
7: Giants melted down last night in the seventh inning. Rockies took advantage, ended up winning 5-2. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. James Merrillat, Will Peterson here in for Vic today. It was so nice to see the, the tables turn late in that game last night. Cause it, 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 they've turned on the Rockies late in so many games this year. Uh, yeah. It was nice to see it not be the uh, Rockies bullpen giving it away. It was the Giants bullpen that struggled down the stretch. That was, that was enjoyable. It just felt like a, I don't know. It, someone on the post game show over at AT&T Sportsnet said it felt like almost like a playoff atmosphere. There was just an intensity in the ballpark last night for whatever reason. I, you well, know, I think that it's, seems hyperbolic. It was a Monday night. Yeah, but it's a holiday week. There was, you know, a lot of people in the stands. It's two teams a playoff that don't, atmosphere. Don't like each other. A playoff atmosphere, really? Rockies fans just came out in droves because they just want to yell at the Giants. I mean, come on. There's not a Rockies fan out there who's like has any ill will for the Giants. Oh, I just hate the Giants. This kid's laughable. Don't shoot the messenger, man. A playoff atmosphere. Hey, AT&T Sportsnet. How about ratcheting down the hyperbole a bit? It's a playoff atmosphere as the 41 and 43, now 42 and 43. Rockies take on the Giants. Mediocre v Mediocre. It's a playoff atmosphere at Coors Field. Isn't 40,000 people there last night? Yeah. Isn't there a sense of urgency though for this Rockies team? Oh. Hell, I don't know. There should be. When? when, when Based on what? Why is there a sense of urgency? Because they know DJ LeMay who's getting gas in the next 27 days unless they turn it around. Okay. They they didn't have that sense of urgency when they came out of Shangri-La for the start of the season? No. They didn't think, ooh, hey, if we don't get off to a good start, DJ's going to be gone in July? Did the trade deadline just get invented? Maybe to this team they just woke up to it. Man. Maybe. Maybe, but if they needed that, then it's just, it's, it's problematic. I just am not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. They keep reeling us back in and making us think, oh, this is it. And then they'll go and they'll, I don't know, they'll go play Miami and lose three straight and get seven hits. It's just what they do. He's already fired up. Let's do it. Hot takes.
4: The greatest. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. It's Manchester's Hot Take.
7: All right, Will, this originally hit me last night. It was 11 hours ago. Uh, you tweeted, Kyle Freeland has the most energy on the bench of any Rockies pitcher ever. Ever. True ace. True leader. Build around him. Hashtag Toyota Talk. Hashtag Toyota Talk. Is that the one that made it? Yeah, of course it did because it was nothing but hyperbole, and AT and T Sportsnet eats that up. <laughs> True mm-hmm. ace. We haven't learned our lesson. Do you remember what I've said over and over and over again about John Gray? Do you remember me saying, "Hey guys, he's a twenty-one and twenty-one career pitcher." Hey guys, he was eleven and ten the first year, and then he was. Mediocre the next year, and blah, 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 blah. Can we stop putting an ace on him? Nope. We haven't learned from it, because in the opening segment of the show, you once again referred to Kyle Freeland as an ace. An ace. I know there's more to baseball and more to pitching stats nowadays than wins and losses. I get it. Do you want to take a stab at what Kyle Freeland's career record is? Probably around 500, a little over. 19 and 17. Had he lost last night, he'd be an even 18 and 18. Then he was on, he was in route to a loss. He would have been 18 and 18. He's the definition of mediocre. Yes, he's had a lot of quality starts this year. Yes, he's been their best pitcher, but can we pump the brakes on the ace stuff? I mean, it, it makes us sound like foolish baseball fans. It really does. Is he Clayton Kershaw? Is he Madison Bumgarner? Is he Max Scherzer? Is he any of the guys that are true aces? An ace? Come on. An ace is a guy that you give him the baseball, you go out, and you know you're going to get a win. That's an ace. That's an ace. You've you've lost three straight. His turn's up in the rotation. He's going to get you a win. It's game one of a playoff series. He's going to get the baseball. He's going to give you a great performance. We learned last year that ain't John Gray. You know where John Gray is now? He's in Albuquerque. So nobody wanted to listen to me. They just wanted to talk about his stuff and how he's an ace. Okay, fall into the same trap again with Kyle Freeland. Do I like Kyle Freeland? Yes. Do I think he has some potential? Yes. Do I like the way he's pitched this year? Absolutely, positively, yes. Is he an ace? No. Let's be some sophisticated baseball fans here and look at it and go, a guy who's 19 and 17 is in his career, who was 11 and 11 last year, who's 8 and 6 this year, is not a freaking ace. He's a promising pitcher. He's not an ace. Pump the brakes. He's not an ace. Can I punch back a little here? Last thirteen starts zero earned runs three two zero one three 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 four two two zero two, okay, thirteen starts. That's you're ready to call him an ace. I can. You want me to pull up Ubaldo Jimenez's great start to what year was that? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. What season was it when he was so good? I know what you're saying. And then he's been the
13: dog, you know what, ever since. Yeah, but
7: he was an ace at the time. You no, know, you're not an ace at a time. You're not an ace for two weeks, for two months. You're an ace because year after year, season after season, game after game, you deliver and you, you you turn in great pitching performances almost every time you go to the mound. You're not an ace because you had a good month. You're not an ace because you were good before the All-Star break. That's You, you just made my point. He's not an ace because you can rattle off 13 games where he hasn't had just an absolute meltdown. Would it shock you if by the end of the year, Kyle Freeland was scuffling so bad that he wound up having to go to Albuquerque? Would it shock you? Yeah. All right. You're just just a fan. You're just a fan. He's 19 and 17, dude. That, That would shock you. All right, then I'll ask you this. Who's the last ace the Rockies had? Let's take this to a different layer. I don't know that they've ever had an ace. An ace. Jeff Francis? I mean, nice. hey, Jeff Francis was really good for four or five years in a row. He's including a two playoff ball pitcher. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, well that, well, that automatically makes you great. If you were on the cover, fine. During your hot take, I'll find a list of crappy pitchers who've been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I mean, so this, is, this is what we've turned into here. We can rattle off 13 games where you haven't had an absolute dumpster fire performance. You just moved your record above 500 and or you've been on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you are an ace in Colorado. No wonder people laugh at us as a baseball town. No wonder. Next one. It's HW's Hot Take. The NBA uh, last night got another interesting twist when Boogie Cousins decided to go to Golden State. Of course, they were the only ones who offered him a contract. But the frustrating thing to me is that it's July 3rd and... The Warriors have won the West. The Warriors will play in the NBA Finals next year, regardless of what anyone else does. LeBron James and his Lakers, that's a hodgepodge crew. JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, uh, Lonzo Ball.
15: Uh,
7: other than that, Houston, yeah, they're, they're good, but they're not going to beat a, a team of all-stars. And then when you get to the second-tier teams, the Nuggets included, the Thunder, the Wolves, the Jazz... Uh, maybe the Spurs, depending on what happens with Kawhi. It's just a race to get in the playoffs, and it's a race to get a series against the Warriors, the Rockets, the Lakers, and have that growing lesson and experience. I understand an NBA title is not an expectation for the Nuggets next year, but it's just tough for me today to know that it's, it's all about just getting in the dance and getting four games against Golden State, because that will be invaluable moving forward. It's nothing new. But I, uh, I like NBA Twitter last night, was just not real thrilled that Boogie is going to Golden State, but to Manchester's point, I get it. It's just, here's the thing to me. Everybody's outraged and everybody says how unfair it is that a guy that nobody, nobody offered a contract to went to the Warriors. Nobody offered him a contract. So how is this such a coup? How is this so unfair? Nobody else wanted him, yet him going to the Warriors gives him some sort of distinct advantage and is a sign that the NBA is broken. Nobody wanted him. Zero contract offers from the other 29 teams. What is the problem? What is the complaint here? Again, nobody wanted him. I just, I don't understand that. Well, Atlanta should have done a solid, huge solid and offered him a big deal. Sure, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, like that's the, that's the bigger story here. But am I the only one that finds that preposterous that everybody's so upset about this? What did you want Boogie Cousins to do? Not play? It's a valid point. Paul and Thornton says, I think what Manchester is trying to say is that there's a difference between an ace and a number one pitcher in the rotation. Exactly. That's exactly right. He's the best pitcher on the staff. Correct. He's not an ace. An ace, like think about it from like a, you know, back in the uh, Red Baron days, oh, he was an ace. You know why? Because he went up and he shot down a bunch of the other guys' planes. Not he went up and half the time he got shot down and half the time he shot someone down. That wouldn't make you a freaking ace. Tony in Loveland says Scherzer has lost his last five games. I guess he's not an ace anymore. Would you like me to pull up his career stats? Because I'm happy to. You know why? Because I probably knew that was coming in the right in front of me. He's 151 and 80 in his career. Got had a career ERA of 3.23. We can do this all day long if you want to. You want to, you, so really we're going to compare Kyle Freeland and Max Scherzer. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I didn't do that. That's what Tony and Loveland did. Uh, play it, not playing game, one game playoff, wild card in Arizona this year. You want Kyle Freeland on the hill or Max Scherzer for the Rockies? Uh, another interesting text that just came in that no, I always What's the answer? Oh, Max Scherzer. I was just reading Tony's text, dude. I'm not comparing Kyle Freeland to Max Scherzer. I'm just saying. We got a really interesting text on this debate. Manchester says Kyle Freeland's not an ace, and don't use that word. It's hyperbolic. We'll continue this conversation next on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950.
4: Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. Join Altitude 950 for the World Cup Semi-Final Watch Party. Tuesday, July 8th and Wednesday, July 9th at the Rhine House. At 14th and
5: Market, Mark Mosier will be broadcasting live from 1 to 3. World Cup Semi-Final Watch Party. (laughs) Tuesday, July 8th and Wednesday, July 9th at the Rhine House at 14th and Market. Get
13: more info now
16: at altitude950.com. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home.
18: The road to success is paid with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at brannon onecom That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Summer is here and so is the heat. And at Bestway Insulation, their
5: goal is to save you up to 70% on your summer energy bill. New XL Energy rebates are available right now, making it affordable to insulate your home for the summer. And the best part? Bestway Insulation will do all the paperwork for you. Call today and learn more about how Bestway Insulation could save you up to 70% on your summer energy bill. 303-469-0808 303-469-0808 Bestway Insulation 303-469-0808
3: The Colorado Rapids and Commerce City host 4th Fest, the largest public fireworks show in the state. The Rapids take on Seattle Sounders FC on Wednesday, July 4th, presented by Budweiser. Head to the stadium early for pre-game 4th Fest festivities and drink specials at 1876. Stick around after the game to enjoy the fireworks show immediately following the final whistle and a post-fireworks concert by Lucas Hope. For tickets, go to coloradorapids.com. I weigh
19: 329 pounds.
17: It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys,
6: if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength and muscle and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400. It's a safe, natural and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to Andro400.com or call 888. 888- Four hundred zero four three five. That's eight 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 four hundred zero four three five. Andro four hundred andro com.
13: Yeah, that's a fun today.
4: Elitch Gardens today we play
5: epic slides, thrilling rides. adventure for the whole
4: family like Brain Train and Slidezilla. New shows like Magic Smoke and Mirrors and Kids DJ Dance Party. Elitch Gardens theme and water park. Two great parks, one low
13: price.
2: We love coming here. It's great for the whole family.
8: Purchase online or at any King Supers. Inlet Gardens, we
4: love you the Altitude 950 traffic update.
14: This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Cleared our collisions northbound I-25 at Bellevue and Orchard, but slowing remains through the Tech Center. We finished construction eastbound I-70 over the 44th Avenue Bridge. Still some slowing between Colfax and Youngfield. Highway 285 is closed between Fairplay and Entero Junction due to the Western Pass wildfire. Use Colorado 9 and US-24 as alternate routes. UMA Office is the most reliable, simplest to use, easiest to install business phone, and it's perfect for five employees or 50. Just night Per user per month. More at OOMA.com. I'm Dustin Ritchie with Traffic on Altitude 950.
4: Altitude 950. Denver's All Sports Station. Text us at 30933 to
7: join the show. Do you want to take a stab at what Kyle Freeland's career record is? Probably around five hundred, a little over. 19 and 17. Had he lost last night, he'd be an even 18 and 18. Then he was on, he was in route to a loss. He would have been 18 and 18. He's the definition of mediocre. Yes, he's had a lot of quality starts this year. Yes, he's been their best pitcher, but can we pump the brakes on the ace stuff? I mean, it, it makes us sound like foolish baseball fans. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi show on Altitude 950. That's James Manchester Marilat's hot take. You know what we are? We're the guy that's been at sea for nine months. And gets into port and the first girl he sees is a 10. Oh, she's not. She's not. She's a solid five and a half. Let's, let's just keep things in perspective. That's what's going on here. It's not. It's Salma Hayek is not at the bar down by the, down by the port. So let's just, you know, keep things in perspective. All All right. right. It's always a dating analogy. It's it's an interesting one. I'll give you that. This was the text that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Three eight five O. I agree that it's too early to call Freeland an ace, but the win loss argument is a poor poor oh, one. here we go. Analytics guy. Win Fine. loss means nothing. Example, John Gray has a five point seven seven ERA and a seven and seven record. ERA is the best measure. Freeland, of course, is ERA is at three point two five. Okay. And, and I said at the beginning of it, I understand that it's not the only metric, but I'm not gonna bore people with whip and war and You know, RA9 def and RA9 roll. I don't even know what these things are. Like, they're, they're ridiculous. Right? So, I don't know. If you're, if you have a, at the end of your career, you're a 300 win pitcher. Uh, Did you have a nice career? Yeah, you Mm -hmm. did. So, wins don't matter anymore. Okay, analytics guy. Whatever. You don't think over the course of time that, yeah, you get a win maybe when you don't deserve it. Uh, and you also get a loss when you don't deserve it, and they probably even out. Like, find me this great pitcher who doesn't have a good win-loss record. Find it. Find me it. Find me the great pitcher who doesn't. But no, I think it, you I think to the no. texter's point is John Gray has an ERA near six and he's won seven games this year. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying John Gray's an ace. And ERA, yes, ERA matters. And the three two five ERA this year for Kyle Freeland, very very encouraging. Significant for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But he's also 19 and 17. He started 50 or 45 games. He's pitched in 50 games. He's not an ace yet. Ubaldo Jimenez had the best first half of any pitcher I've seen in the last 20 years. It was what's crazy. He, what's he done since? Ubaldo Jimenez would go out in games at Coors Field. Uh, it, the game would be over in two hours and 10 minutes because he just would mow down everyone. He was unbelievable for three months. Was he an ace? No, he was great for three months. An ace does it over and over again over the course of time. It's a term you shouldn't just attach to people who have a good two months. What about Jeff Francis? I brought that name up to you. Oh five, he won 14 games. 06, he won 13 games. 07, he won 17 games. That's a run. 14 and 13. And then 17 and, and 07. How many games did he lose each of those years? 12, 11, and 9. Okay, so you conveniently forgot the 14 and 12 13 and 11. Well, he's uh, 10, he was 10 games over 500. And then 17 run. and 9 a nice season. Yeah, that's a nice season. 14 and 12, 13 and 11 is not a freaking ace. It's not. But what about what Jeff did in the playoffs that year too? Because it seems like to you that the playoffs are important for this, right? No. My, <clears> what I said was, who do you want on the Hill for the one game playoff wild card at Arizona this year? Do you want Kyle Freeland or Max Scherzer? Because I was getting textures telling me, Max Scherzer's lost his last five. Okay, who do you want? No, but my point is is that Jeff Francis did it in the playoffs. John Gray had a chance to do it in the playoffs last year and melted down before our eyes. The Rockies scored eight runs that game. You score eight runs in a playoff game, you should win. Jeff Francis is a better pitcher in the all-time annals of Rockies history than John Gray. Agreed. Is Jeff Francis a top 100 pitcher of the past two decades? Is he maybe the best pitcher in Rockies history, best starter? Sure. That's just more of an indictment of the cast of characters the Rockies have trotted out. That's what Bob Gebhardt, Dan O'Dowd, and Jeff Breidich have given us. I mean, he's a nice pitcher. I don't want this to turn into a, me just ripping Jeff Francis, but he's a pretty mediocre guy. He's an average guy. If you put him on the, the Giants staff during their heyday, where does Jeff Francis fall in the rotation? I mean, probably behind Kane and Lincecum and those guys. He's probably, he's probably their Scott Oberg. I mean... <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Scott O'Brien had a nice uh, I just, I, you know, I, I, nice I, inning last night. I'll give I turned Scott into credit. negative Nelly because I'm reality check guy. I mean, fine, go buy your Kyle Freeland jersey and buy stock in that. Go for it. Go for it. You know, it's funny. I'll I'll tell you something that you'll get a kick out of. Kyle Freeland is so anonymous in this town, he still coaches third base at Vanderbilt on a very consistent basis for a buddy softball team. Yeah. The ump the other day, guy hit one out, and the ump goes, hey, who's that guy coaching third? And my buddy was worried. He was going to say, oh, it's Kyle Freeland. and Everyone's going to be like, ooh, Kyle, hey, how you doing? Can I get a picture? And the ump goes, he's not doing anything. Make him go get the home run ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, and look, I I am excited about what Kyle Freeland has done. And I, I, I believe it was the last home game that he pitched and I was in an elevator, and so I caught a little of Jack Corrigan on the radio. You know, you could hear it. And he talked about how he's, like, third in Major League Baseball in, in quality starts. And he got another one last night. There's a lot of really encouraging positive signs. There are. Th- that could he, could he develop into an ace? Yes, absolutely. Is he trending in that direction? Yes, absolutely. But can we not call him that right now? Because we just sent down to Albuquerque, the last guy that everybody kept calling the ace. And and whatever texture it was who said there's a difference between being the number one pitcher on a staff and being an ace exactly summarizes my point. Scott Freeland's the Rockies' best pitcher right now. He's not an ace. There are a handful of aces in all of Major League Baseball. So let's use the term properly. That's my point. If he was doing this in Boston or New York, this would be getting crammed down our throats and he'd be entering the Cy Young conversation. I mean, he just would. If you're throwing mm. outing after outing out after outing like this on the East Coast, they're talking about you wanting to start an all-star game. And it's happening in Colorado, and he can go coach third base. I think if Noah Sindergaard went and coached third base at Beer League Softball, some people in New York might pay attention. Sure. It's a product of the market. I don't, dude, he's 8 and 6. I, okay, and I know wins and losses don't matter. Fine. Whatever. They don't matter. He was 11 and 11 last year. He's 19 and 17 his career. Where's he going to finish in the Cy Young race? If it, if the season ended now, where would he finish? I don't have the NL pitching stats in front of me, but I can't imagine he really gets any consideration. Would he be in the top ten? Probably not, but probably because he doesn't get any attention. I mean, no one a... is noticing this. Okay, team. how about this? This is coming up in a in a couple weeks. Is he going to be an all-star? Is he, getting, is he getting any conversation for the all-star team? The Rockies seem to be pushing their position players. Because... Every team gets a guy, right? And we know Nolan's gonna go, so that's gonna be the Rockies guy. But, like, Charlie will probably go, there's a chance Trevor Story goes. Why aren't the Rockies pushing him? I mean, every year we get some sort of crappy campaign where they pick another craptastic team in the American League and they each try and get each other's crappy player in as the vote in. Why don't they, why isn't Kyle Freeland this year's craptastic all-star? Why? Why, why haven't the Rockies p- taken this and run with it on social media? Why I don't isn't it? Maybe you should tweet them about it next time they tweet a menu. I mean, they haven't done that in a long time. Good. You're welcome. I mean, and again, it, it it turns into I'm the wet blanket and I'm the guy who's ripping Kyle Freeland. I'm not. I'm just like, the team isn't even pushing him for an all-star appearance, yet you want to call him an ace. I get calling him an ace you can get on Toyota Talk because... AT&T eats that up. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I get was, it. I was looking for some TV face time. But then you called him it again today in the opening segment. I'm like, all right, I'm going at will. All I right. Guess. There you go. Warm regards, Steve chimes in, says, what about Aaron Cook? That guy was an ace. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He might be the, he's in the conversation for best pitcher in Rocky's history. He's in the conversation. He was never an ace, but that's a, that's a good example of a number one. Uh, 0155, I agree with James. Your best cornerback on your football team doesn't mean he's a shutdown corner. Thank you. You know what? Trevor Simeon was the Broncos' starting quarterback. Was he a franchise QB? No. Okay. An ace is the baseball equivalent of a franchise QB. Kyle Freeland is Trevor Simeon. But Kyle Freeland's having a preseason like Russell Wilson had in Seattle. No. You know what Kyle Freeland's doing? Oh, you won't give me that analogy? That there's some promise there? Kyle Freeland, right now, is Trevor Simeon last year after the Dallas win when you and Leggy and Lombardi were doing your victory lap. That's it. Okay, and what did I say at the time? I said, fine, do you want to give him a big contract? Do you want to give him a a franchise QB contract? Because that's what you guys are acting like. Or did I say... Let's pump the brakes and see what happens uh, after a buy, uh once people have seen them on film, once it's not, hey, you're playing at altitude the first month of the season and everybody's out of shape and not ready to go, and it gives you a distinct advantage. And how did that turn out? Up next, our Power 5 question of the day. We've got Counting Crows tickets on the line. You a Counting Crows guy? Wednesday, July 18th at the Pepsi Center? Mr. Jones, they got that big hit. That one big hit, Mr. Jones. Yeah, they'll be playing at Pepsi Center. What's our in a couple Power weeks? Five? Name a Counting Crow song. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want your most absurd July 4th story. Actually, Counting Crows aren't bad. I'm just teasing. Your most absurd July 4th story. You can start texting it in now. You know what? If you feel like you got to call us to tell us it too, you can. That's fine. Three zero nine three three is the text line. Three zero three seven five three zero nine fifty. We'll hit it after the break because we've got to play all the cool imaging and stuff. But that was a. A little bit of a teaser. Well, we want to give these tickets away, and we want to hear some crazy July 4th antics. The Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950.
4: Here's what's in play
7: on Altitude 950.
8: Join Altitude 950 on July 4th for the Colorado Rapids' 23rd annual 4th Best Celebration presented by Budweiser at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. The Rapids will take on the Seattle Sounders and then stay and enjoy the fireworks after the game.
5: It's fun, furry, wacky, and weird only at the Denver County Fair. July 13th through the 15th at the National Western Complex. Tickets at
20: denvercountyfair.org. Get more
13: info now
20: at altitude950.com. Great coaches are leaders who fight for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now might be the time for you to make a change, one that will improve your financial future forever. Hey, it's Ryan Harris. And Nate Kreckman for our friends at American
11: Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary-based consultants, the team that's Colorado family-owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to you. Your
20: needs resulting in a home loan that's going to lower
11: your rate, shorten your term, or even save you up to $1,000 a month.
20: And it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals, including paying off high-interest debt. I'm talking about a 10-minute call to get started and close in as fast as 10 days. Call today and let American Financing coach you into a better home loan.
11: The number 303-695-7000, that's 303-695-7000. Or go online, AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS
2: 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
1: This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com.
0: Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. This is your Legal Minute. We're here to teach you and educate you. You're injured in a car crash. You're off to the emergency room. Or maybe urgent care. How in the world is the insurance company for the at-fault party later going to use the emergency room records against you? They can't do that, can they? Sure, they can. They try every time. You go to the emergency room. Maybe they do an x-ray of your neck. They say it's not remarkable. It's normal. They do an MRI of your low back. They say it's not remarkable. It's normal. The insurance company says your MRI and your x-rays were normal. What's your problem? Why are you still symptomatic? Your x-rays and films and radiographic studies were normal. What is your problem? You need a legal game plan. You need to understand what to do. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com, will help you.
1: For your Bell & Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com.
8: Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family-owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers in Mississippi. They're a AAA-approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three-year, 36,000-mile parts and labor network nationwide warranty. Find them online today at com.
12: Are you ready for barbecue, fireworks, and the hottest appliance sale of the year? Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance, and for 25 years we've been Colorado's favorite appliance store. This 4th of July we're lighting the fuse with some explosive savings. Cook in style with a 4-piece stainless kitchen package from Whirlpool for only $21.98. Save over $650. That's an entire stainless kitchen for only $21.98. Check out our lowest prices of the year on refrigerators, laundry, and more. Save $800 on a stainless four-door French store refrigerator from Whirlpool for only $13.99. Our lowest price ever. Or get a diamond gray front-load laundry pair from GE and save $1,000. Plus, check out our clearance center for an additional 10, 15, or 20% off our already discounted prices. Stop by our showroom today and experience the difference. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Mountain High
13: Appliance in your favorite appliance
9: Thank you. Craft beer is just not enough to cut it anymore. This summer, how about you up your pregame game at Thirsty Lion Gastropub? Besides craft beer, enjoy signature cocktails and regional wines, and Thirsty Lion Gastropub features a seasonal menu. Try pork belly tacos and spicy shrimp ceviche. That's how to up your pregame game at Thirsty Lion Gastropub. Just blocks from Coors Field at Union Station and in Cherry Creek. Open at 11 a.m. weekends for brunch. Remember the name, Thirsty
14: Lion Gastropub
4: the Altitude 950 traffic update.
14: This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Cleared our collisions northbound I-25 at Bellevue and Orchard, but slowing remains through the Tech Center. We finished construction eastbound I-70 over the 44th Avenue Bridge. Still some slowing between Colfax and Youngfield. Highway 285 is closed between Fairplay and Entero Junction due to the Weston Pass wildfire. Use Colorado 9 and US-24 as alternate routes. UMA Office is the most reliable, simplest to use, easiest to install business phone, and it's perfect for five employees or 50. Just 19 Per user per month More at OOMA.com I'm Dustin Ritchie with Traffic on Altitude 950 Altitude
4: 950 Denver's All Sports Station Now, back to Vic Lombardi
7: Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950 Text line's hot, Manchester Lot of takes on your ace. Mike chimes in and says, Josh Fogg, the Dragon Slayer is the Rockies <laughs> ace. Uh, my guy Eric says, Manchester thinks Nolan Ryan was just okay. Listen, Nolan Ryan it w- was just okay. He was great seven times in his career. And he had seven no-hitters because he could throw freaking gas. And when he had one of those nights where he knew where the gas was going to go, he was unhittable, which is why he threw seven no-hitters. But by and large in his career, he was a mediocre pitcher. He was. And you know what? There are 20 pitchers from his era that in a game seven of a playoff series, I would take over Nolan Ryan, without a doubt. So, yeah, thank you for making my point, Texter. 6874 says Jason Jennings, Jeff Francis, Aaron Cook. Joe Kennedy and Ubaldo, who met as, are some of the best pitchers in Rockies history, not one of them an ace. No, and the closest ever was Ubaldo. Ubaldo, for the first half of that season, was amazing. I want to say it was 2010, 2011. He was the best pitcher in baseball. He was amazing. He wasn't as good in the second half. He was still good, though. I remember the last game of the season. Had a chance to get to 20 wins. He pitches nine shutout innings in St. Louis and doesn't get the win. Thanks, teammates. Appreciate that help. They lost in 10 innings. I happen to be in Vegas. That's how I remember it. <laughs> so he got stuck at 19 wins. But he was at, like, 15 at the All-Star break. Up until that point, he was dazzling. I think he started the All-Star game that year. I mean, he was, he was great, but he couldn't sustain it. So he's not truly an ace. I just not the, the 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 term bothered me, and maybe I shouldn't get so caught up in semantics. But I I think we throw around terms like great too often. Ace, you know, it, it was all the stuff with Trevor last year. Oh, he's, how great he was playing! Like, give me a break. Let's 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 wait for a little bit. Aaron Rodgers is great. Tom Brady is great. Russell Wilson is great. Those guys are great. There's a lot of guys that that show some potential. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, in today's day and age, people are declaring him great. He, sh- he showed a lot of promise. If I'm a Texans fan, I'm excited. I want to see what he is. Case Keenum had a nice year last year. Is Case Keenum great? Absolutely not. It, 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 come on. I just think this all rooted from your mad your boy made Toyota talk. <laughs> Because I got one on you last night. I, I didn't know we were competing again, but I'm happy to uh, kiss the Rockies' butt and work my way onto Toyota talking <laughs> Work again. your way back in. All right. Let's do it, Jesse. Our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. Brought
5: to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every
7: day. Nice. This is the one, right?
13: <laughs> uh-huh.
7: Yeah, I like on the rundown it says, Sound, Counting Crows, big hit. <laughs> Here it is. Jesse and Marty did their job. They found it. All right, hit us up, 30933. What's your most absurd July four story? The winners going to the Counting Crows Wednesday, July 18th at the Pepsi Center. Um, If you need to call, you can, 303-753-0950. If you want these tickets, take a date. See the Counting Crows make out to this song. Is this really a make-out song? Yeah. Anything can be a make-out song if you're feeling it. Kind of turns into aggressive kissing. Um, (laughs) Trying to guess the year here, Jesse. I'm going to go 96 or 97, Mr. Jones. I was thinking 93, 94. Oh, so maybe I was just late to the party. I I mean, I want to say I was out of college, so that would have been after 95. So I'm going to go 96. Independence Day. Craziest story. Sorry, you guys weren't no, done no, yet. We're my just, bad, my bad. No, no, Jesse was going to chime back in. I was in. hoping he was looking it up. I don't know. We're just kind of staring at each other. It was ninety three. Really? Yeah. Good job. I thought Marty looked it up. Well done. Well done. Look at that. Uh, what do you got, Independence man? Independence Day story. I do appreciate you calling it Independence Day. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, man, it might have all been pretty normal. Like we haven't burned down the house or. You oh, know you gotta have like a caught the garage on fire or something. I've got two. No, oh, I mean we you know it always turned into you know the the trip to Wyoming and you'd buy the big bag of fireworks and then we'd use them for months on end and you know just create all sorts of havoc in the neighborhood. Oh, so you used to be cross the border guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. M- exit 2 in Wyoming? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> exit 2. Yeah, so I, I've got two. The first one you'll appreciate cuz I'm a, it makes me look bad. So I had my biggest meltdown of all meltdowns in my entire life when I was six, seven years old, and one of the adults got hammered at the neighborhood pool Okay. and made the decision no goggles during the coin toss. No goggles during the coin toss. So they empty the cash register, throw all the coins oh, into the pool, Gotcha. all the little kids get to get rich. He told me no goggles. My eyes were sensitive. So I cried a bunch, tried to do it, ended up with like 55 cents, called the guy a jackass on my way out the door. You were six? Yeah. (laughs) I went from going to mock you to now having a whole newfound admiration for you, that at six years old, you had the wherewithal or the thought process to realize that guy's a jackass. Yeah. That's fantastic, H.W. Oh, I mean, I don't want to get my parents on the line, but I my meltdown was like, I'm gonna kill
13: him. I'm gonna kill him.
7: <laughs> I mean, it is such a you story that they empty the cash register at the country club by throwing the coins in the pool and you couldn't get as many as you wanted because you weren't allowed to wear goggles. <laughs> There's so many just wonderful nuggets to that story, <laughs> but you saved it by cursing the guy out on your way out the, yeah. out the door. That's great. The other one was, uh, vividly remember they would do the neighborhood fireworks in the cul-de-sac. And we had the one crazy neighbor, like the guy that my parents were like, don't let your kids too close to that dude. Okay. Just because not like, you know, I'm not trying to accuse him of doing anything wrong, but just like he's nuts. You know, it's kind of a wild card. Yeah. And he comes out with a gas mask and a can of gasoline. He's so hammered and says, we're really going to get this party started. Wow. Yeah. And that's he was when, like pyro guy. And that's when my parents said, we are going home now. That's awesome. <laughs> I still don't know what happened that night because I was dismissed from the party in a hurry. Did you ever have that friend who thought it was just all kinds of fun to like light a Roman candle and hold it and start shooting it at people, like just total pyro guy? There always is
19: one of those in the group.
7: Yeah, Marty Jesse, you got anything for us on the Fourth of July?
19: Yeah, we uh we used to shoot fireworks off. And you know how you put the one firework, whatever, and. Standing up straight, it fell down, and it fell towards us, Ooh. and it shot right at us. Luckily, it didn't hit anybody, but... uh
7: Was it a, like a pop-out rocket or a Roman candle? It was, like or a, was it, it
19: was a big one. It was a big boy. But uh, nobody got hurt, but we stopped the fireworks show after that, for sure. People have, like, died from that before. Oh, yeah. Ask, uh, what Jason Pierre-Paul, right? Yeah. Lost his hand or a couple fingers. Yeah, and you can
7: Google stories of fireworks shooting to crowd. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, although a, a firework falling over and shooting in the wrong direction happens, like... Every single 4th of July. Yeah, you know the local news people are like just sitting there listening to the scam. No, I think it happens like for every person who's shooting off fireworks every 4th of July. Like I guarantee you we'll be at the corner, you know, where everybody shoots stuff off. And one of them's going to tip over. They're not like built like with stabilizers and stuff. They're bound to fall over. So, I mean, Marty, you were kind of easily scarred there. Well, sorry. <laughs> would, would you have liked it if it hit somebody? Would that, would that have been better? Uh, yes, that would be a story. Okay, if fine. Left, it, yeah. hit, uh,
19: it hit Grandma and she lost her left arm.
7: Perfect. There there that's, a, that's a much better story. Jesse, Fourth of July. Anything? Uh, like always, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. I'd have
9: to
18: think about it for a minute.
7: Yeah, Gosh, yeah you guys um, don't have as good a juice as I do. Well, you just had your silly story that you wanted to tell. I don't know that that many people have crazy Fourth of July stories. I don't even remember as a kid what we ever did on Fourth of July. I remember being at Dillon Reservoir one year, and we were so excited about the fireworks, and it rained. I mean, that was fun. Uh, I don't really remember. I don't know, man. I feel like this would be a topic that I would love to get Vic's insight on, because In I feel like he's got some wild ones. In recent years, we've always done uh, the neighborhood where my mom and dad live. Uh, is called Whistlepig. So we would have the Whistle Pig Olympics, and I would, you know, I would host this, and we'd do all these events and break into teams, and everybody would have either a colored, certain color T-shirt or a certain color headband. Like, you know, I organize stuff. That's what we do. That's not crazy. All right, we've got a bunch coming in. Here we go. Jason Pierre Paul in New York says, "Accidentally held onto the firecracker too long." A good form yeah. text. One one three one. Me and my buddies were having a Roman candle fight. I got hit in the chest with one, and it ruined my Vince Young jersey. See, there you go. Roman candle fight guy. There's always one. There's always one Yahoo who thinks that's a good idea. Let me fire this ball of fire at you. I don't know where it's going. Sean has a good one. We lit off a bunch of fireworks in the neighborhood trash bin and lit it on fire. The fire department came and everyone scattered home. The kid who lived the closest got in trouble. That's good. That's really good. Uh, 3080 has a novel. Two summers ago on the 4th, one of the kids put the mortar shell upside down. It exploded in the tube and knocked over the other 10 mortar tubes. Mortars were then firing into the crowds of people at the lake and exploding, hitting RVs and people. One RV caught fire. It was extinguished quickly. It was actually a scary moment. No serious injuries, though. That's pretty great. I like that one. Because <laughs> that is the thing about fireworks, too. If one gets loose, you could be in a lot of trouble. I remember the year, and this has probably been 20 years ago, we were up in Steamboat, and they shoot them off of Howlson Hill, which is the opposite of the the main resort it's where they do the practice ski jumping and stuff and it was probably a little too dry to be shooting them to be in all honesty and they'd shoot off the fireworks and then you know the little things would trickle down and then you'd see some guy running down the hill with a flashlight to stamp out the the spark yeah think that that was more entertaining than the actual fireworks was watching guy run down the the hill we've got a bunch more coming in we'll read them uh 0625 i can't read yours because you're admitting to criminal activity you got the Vic party Show. Up next, we'll span the globe with Marty O. on Altitude 950. You suck,
4: you jackass. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Wednesday night, the Rapids are back at Dick's Sporting Goods Park to take on the Sounders and celebrate the 4th of July. Kickoffs at 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. <laughs> KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche, Denver's all-sports station, altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Uh, but
13: no, I mean, it's, it's a situation, like I said, is, is a great situation, I think,
8: in Uh, you know, not only a great city where, where we play, but, but a great
7: situation hockey wise. And I think it's a kind of a culmination of all that. And then the ability to step in and, um, you know, try to help as best I can pass along a a little advice here and there. Um, but certainly not be a coach. Uh, you know, find that happy medium, uh, is something that, uh, you know, I'm certainly looking forward to. That's new Avalanche defenseman Ian Cole with Mark Mosier. Yesterday here on Altitude 950. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show, James Merrilat, Will Peterson. Hey, you know what Ian Cole has Manchester? What? Two rings. Oh, geez, he must be a Hall of Famer in your mind. <laughs> you know I like those. No, I know, I know you do. I know you do. No, and in, 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 in all honesty, that is a good addition. And having someone on the roster who has rings and has that experience, I think is invaluable. I, I really do think that's a, uh, that's a key. It's just not the only way to evaluate someone, which is kind of how you look at it, but it is important. Um, there's also a hot rumor out there involving the avalanche. Uh, it's just a rumor. Sure. You can monitor it on Twitter. You can blow my text line up. You can blow the, the mentions on Twitter up, but it's a hot rumor. All right. Let's span the globe with Mario.
4: There's a lot going on in the sports world.
13: It is possible.
4: Let's Span the
13: Globe.
19: Uh, real quick before I do this, you said the coin toss in the pool. Could you explain that a little, little more?
7: They uh, take a bunch of coins, this is my understanding of it. Well, they empty the cash register. They take all the coins and toss them into the pool. So they're like, it's like a treasure hunt. Then you got to dive into the water and pick them up off the bottom of the pool. Yeah, exactly. So it's a free-for-all for all the kids. What cash register? Like the snack bar cash register. So in the 90s, when he was a kid, I'm sure there was somebody who was like, well, Johnny doesn't have goggles, so nobody can wear goggles. <laughs> so that's why they didn't get to do them because it had to be kept even for everybody. When I was a kid in the 70s, you could have brought whatever you wanted to get an advantage because it was on you to make sure you got what you, you, want, you wanted. You bring weapons
19: down there. Yeah, exactly.
7: got coins. I you got horse, your nunchucks. That's okay. We're talking from Memorial Day to the 4th of July, every single coin that the snack bar had. I mean, you're talking couple
19: hundred bucks worth of quarters. It's quite generous of the snack bar.
7: I would pass up the pennies. Oh, good for you. Weren't worth my time.
19: Yeah, yeah, it's not worth my time. <laughs> mm. So what would you walk away with, like five bucks?
7: When I wore goggles, like 15. Oh, when the I goggles. didn't wear
19: goggles, like 40 cents in a fight with the drunk guy. <laughs> okay, uh, the MLB trade deadline is at the end of the month, and the crown jewel this year is Manny Machado. Two main contenders are the D-backs and the Dodgers. Dodgers having a better farm system looks like they would uh, be well off uh, getting him. If the Dodgers got Manny Machado this year, is the division race just done? I mean, that team with Manny Machado, it's gonna be the best in the West.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's just the the rich just continue to get richer. I, I here's what I don't understand: one, haven't we been hearing how great the Rockies' farm system is? Well, why aren't they in this conversation that they got all these the, 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 all these prospects to trade away? Well, I don't know where you'd play Machado, but here's where. Really? You know, there's not a spot the uh, uh, cargo and para like you, there's no spot you can play him. Yeah, you could get creative, I guess. It is frustrating that it's here that it, you hear the NLS is the leading contender. Here's what's happened in Major League Baseball and why things, uh, why attendance is down and some of those other things. Because for a long time, there were the teams that spent a lot of money, right? It was the Yankees, it was the Dodgers, and it was the Cubs, whatever. It was the teams in the big markets. But they have to go overspend on veteran guys who were probably a little past their prime and they had these high payrolls. And then teams like the Royals and the A's and the Twins and the Rockies could be competitive because they had kind of brought guys up in their farm system and had guys who were playing at a high level but below market value. Now you've got the Dodgers with a good farm system. You've got the Yankees producing guys like Aaron Judge through their own system. And it's like, well, now there's no way for the small guys to compete, the guys who don't have $200 million payrolls. And it's just like everybody throws up their hands. If you're in Kansas City, why would you go to a game? It's what NBA is going to have to deal with here in a little
19: bit too. Well, you don't really want the Rockies going after Machado anyway. He's just a rental. He's not going to stay here next year, right? I don't know. I want I want them to be as good as they can be from July 31st on. All right, uh first round pick for the Celtics Robert Williams is having a rough go at it in his first couple of days with the Celtics. He overslept and missed a uh, intro conference call the day after he was drafted. Then he missed a flight to Boston and missed the first uh, summer league practice. Uh, not a, not a good first impression for his new club.
7: No, and there's I mean, this these are all kinds of red flags. Uh there's definitely something going on. This guy this guy is going to be a problem and troubled. It, it's just it's going in that direction. Um yeah, these are these are big alarms going off. Yeah, but, the first one was kind of funny, like, oh whatever. The second one is like, oh dude, you can't be missing flights. Yeah. I mean yeah. come
19: on. And yeah. apparently concerns about his work ethic are what uh, contributed him sliding down to number twenty seven, so uh definitely not a good start for him.
7: No, there you go. And uh it could look, could it turn around he's a young guy, could he figure it out? Sure. But this is alarming if you're the Celtics
19: and you mess up once with the conference call wouldn't you be in boston like 2 days earlier than you yes. need to be
7: yes it's exactly right yeah.
19: okay uh wimbledon started the other day any interest whatsoever in that no what Zero. would what would need to happen for you to to flip your tv to to wimbledon a
7: great american player yeah. on the men's side maybe an invite to play on grass mhm
19: you just play on clay. You just dominate on clay. What's
7: Vic's favorite word? Jingoistic? Was that what it was? Yeah, jingoist. Am I a jingoist? Because it, it it would take a great American male player for me to really be interested in Wimbledon. I'm just tired of seeing the same guys. It's the same four guys or five guys all the time. Uh If it was Andre Agassi out there, or Pete Sampras, or Jim Courier, or Jimmy Connors. James Blake. John McEnroe. Andy Roddick. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'd be in. I, and then getting to, like, the semis or to the finals, that would be fantastic. But at some point, I don't need to watch
19: Nadal and Federer again. I don't. So no if, interest. They're, if they're in the final, you're not going to turn it on?
7: No. No. It would take it to be in the fifth set and Twitter lighten up for me to flip over.
19: Hmm. Okay. Uh, do you guys see the play Vince Velasquez made for the uh, Phillies on Sunday? Took a line shot off his pitching arm. The ball, ball squirts over to third base. Velasquez drops his glove, picks it up with his left hand, which is a righty, and rifles it to first for the out. Wow. that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, apparently he's a bit of an ambidextrous human, so it wasn't that difficult for him. But he's on the DL with like a bruised forearm.
7: Could you throw the ball from third base to first base with your opposite hand
19: if your life depended on it? Yeah, I could throw a five hopper over there. Yeah, I mean,
7: I've seen Marty's, Marty's arm. I don't think it'd be a big deal.
19: My With his left, opposite my hand? My opposite hand?
7: Yeah. You're ambidextrous, right? <laughs> no.
19: <laughs> I'd have a better chance kicking the ball over there.
7: It is fun when you like throw a football left-handed. It kind of looks like Tebow. I was just going to say, I think me throwing a football left-handed, I can throw it better than Tebow. <laughs> better spiral? Yeah. yeah. Maybe Tebow's right-handed. Maybe that's Maybe. the juice in
19: all this. Maybe. All right, guys. The big three is heating up. The uh first place team this year is the power roster consisting of Corey McGetty. Catino Mobley, Big Baby Glenn Davis, and Birdman is on that squad. Wow. Have you ever watched a big three game before? No. No. It was kind of a cool idea at first, and then the first game came out, and I was like, ah, yeah, this isn't good.
7: Is it half court?
19: Yeah, it's three on three. It's half court. All right.
7: Coutinho Mobley could really shoot it back in the day. Isn't he like John Mobley's cousin? The former Bronco? Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Remember Catino had that lefty sweet stroke? Speaking of lefties. Played for the Rockets? Yeah. And Corey Maggette. Duke Kid, right? Yeah, that guy could fill it up. He had some years with the Clippers. Clippers. Him and Elton Brand beat Mello one year in a playoff series. Remember that? They did,
19: yeah. Nuggets did. lost
7: to the Clippers. Yeah. I think it's six. Uh no, I mean I you know, if there was absolutely nothing else on and you could get some action on it, I might watch the big three. <laughs>
19: All right, the big three and Wimbledon are both on at the same time. Wimbledon. That's the only thing. Wimbledon,
7: Wimbledon beats that, yeah. I'd watch the big three. Hmm. No, I'd watch Wimbledon. It's an actual sport.
19: Okay. All right. All-Star game is two weeks from today. It will dictate whether the Rockies have Game 1 of the World Series in Denver or not. Uh, I was looking at the voting results, and one thing stuck out to me. Nolan has twice the amount of votes as Chris Bryant this year. Remember last year? Yeah. It was a battle up top. Now it's not even close.
7: I wonder what has changed it. Like, what are the totals? Is it Chris Bryant fans not coming out? Is it, hey, it's the same totals, just the percentage is going toward Nolan more here? Like. What's been the shift?
19: I don't know. Nolan's got 1.1 million and Chris Bryant only has, uh, 677,000. Maybe people have finally figured
7: out that, hey, we should probably bet the, or, or vote in the, uh, best player in baseball, uh, as the starting third
19: baseman. That's probably true. I, um, the first pitch for the, uh, there was a ceremonial first pitch in St. Louis the other day. Uh, it was just a fan. He airmailed the catcher and it nails a groundskeeper in the head. It was only going about 20 miles an hour. So there's no injury, but, uh, pretty embarrassing.
7: Uh, yeah, was the groundskeeper, like, looking the other direction? Yeah,
19: he was, like, bringing one of those stamps to, like, paint uh, the uh, the field.
7: I might want to be paying attention when ball's in action.
19: Mm-hmm. And you guys see Cam Chancellor apparently retired from the NFL. He's no longer going to be on the Seahawks. Yeah, did. did you
7: see he changed his language, though? He told Rappaport, oh, well, I'm just, I'm not medically cleared, because there was a chance the Seahawks would come after his money. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, he did not use the word retire. Yeah. Uh, that franchise, that team, totally different than what it was three years ago. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson can probably get them to six or seven wins, but I think they'll be under 500. It's this Russell year. Wilson's team now. Like yeah. it, it is not about that defense. It's not about the Legion of, of Boom and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, look, like, uh, look who plays in their division. I mean, the Rams could win 10, 11, 12 games. The Niners could win. Seven, eight, nine games. I mean, yeah. it's a tough division. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, they're they're the third best team in their division, which is hard to believe at this point. Yeah,
19: yeah. This year they lost Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Jimmy Graham, Michael Bennett, Cliff Avril, Sheldon Richardson, Paul Richardson, and Jeez. Eddie Lacy. That That's is gonna a be
7: bad. Offseason. And is Pete Carroll back? Yeah, yeah, Pete Carroll's back. But didn't he flirt with retirement too? I remember reading that story of something about or ponders his future. Or well, he took a
19: list of the players that aren't there anymore, and he's like, hmm. John
7: Schneider must work less than Elway. <laughs> <laughs>
19: Alright, and that is it for me, fellas. Thanks, Marty. Always an LH out. I
7: mean seriously, if you were a Seahawks fan, you're like, what are we doing? That's a lot of people leaving during the offseason. That is a mass exodus. It is. No, I mean, like I just said, if they don't unless Russell Wilson plays at an MVP level, they're going to win six or seven games. Get to Vegas and take the under. I don't know what it is on them, but I bet it, I bet, bet it's, it's, in- it's inflated because people are looking at it thinking Seattle. Right. And they ain't, they ain't the same old Seahawks. They're no. just not. And the Rams are going to win that division. I think the Rams are Super Bowl contenders. Up next, the list of all lists. Manchester, what are you giving the people? Uh, today is the top 10 cocktails. Top 10 cocktails. Uh, we're about ready to head into a holiday weekend in an hour and 46 minutes. Uh, so these are the top ten cocktails. Yeah. Bleeding it into a five day weekend. Mad respect. Although a lot of people bled this into a nine day weekend. Look at Colorado Boulevard. Still, nobody on that stretch. Nobody's been on that two block stretch in two days. And normally you can't move on that. List of all this next. Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950.
5: Summer is here and so is the heat. And at Best Way Insulation, their goal is to save you up to 70% on your summer energy bill. New XL Energy rebates are available right now, making it affordable to insulate your home for the summer. And the best part? Best Way Insulation will do all the paperwork for you. Call today and learn more about how Best Way Insulation could save you up to 70% on your summer energy bill. 303-469-0808. 303-469-0808. Best Way Insulation. 303-469-0808.
2: Where do you go for a flippin' awesome good time? Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino. In July, you can win one of four Toyota Camrys or your share of over $500,000. That's over half a million dollars. And Buffalo Thunder has the best live entertainment all summer long. Blood, sweat, and tears. The La La's Burlesque Show. Little River Band. And Vegas-style casino action. Grab your friends and book your weekend getaway at buffalothunderresort.com. Dad, are you going to be home in town for my school play?
19: I'm going to try my hardest.
2: And don't forget about my ball game on Saturday.
19: Yep, I'm planning on it.
0: That's what you said last week, but you weren't there.
19: I know,
8: and I'm sorry. My job takes me far from home and is important to our family. I can't always
5: get
4: home when I'd like to. Does this sound familiar? I bet if you're driving trucks for a living, this is your life. Well, it doesn't have to be that way anymore the Safeway Distribution Center at Colorado Boulevard and I-70 is hiring Class A CDL drivers. The best part about this job is you get to go home when your shift is over. They'll treat you with respect. Plus, the pay, health benefits, and retirement package are all outstanding. You'll start out earning $22.49 per hour and could be earning up to $24.99 per hour in no time. And if you apply today at SafewayDenverDC.com, you could receive a hiring bonus of up to $5,000. For job requirements, and to apply,
17: log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our Republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans—a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service—it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to nationalguard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National. National. National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. The Altitude 950 traffic update.
14: This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Crash blocking all lanes southbound Sheridan approaching 6th. Traffic is being detoured onto the 6th Avenue Frontage Road over to Wadsworth. Collision in the far right lane westbound I-270 at the end of the on-ramp from Vasquez, stopping us from I-70, and a crash on the ramp from eastbound C-470 to Kipling Parkway. UMA Office is the most reliable, simplest to use, easiest to install business phone, and it's perfect for 5 employees or 50. Just nineteen ninety five 95 per user per month. More at OOMA.com. I'm Dustin Ritchie with Traffic on Altitude 950.
4: Altitude 950, Denver's All-Sports Station. Now,
7: back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back, Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950, Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018. Happy 4th. Happy birthday, America. James Merillat, Will Peterson with you until 10... Manchester, we will be off tomorrow enjoying the 4th with our families. Correct. Back at it on Thursday. Well, I will be. And Marty will be. And Jesse will be. I believe Josh Dover is sending in with me that morning. Yeah, Josh will be in. I'm headed down to Atlanta. Um, I can't say too much about why I'm headed to Atlanta, but let's just say I'm there to provide some buffer. Lovely place in July. Not, Not exactly really. the that time here you want to go to Atlanta. For the record, that was a joke. Not the time listening. you want to go. But uh, I'm sure you'll have a good time. No, nah, it'll be fun. Fun to see some friends down there. All right, you ready to do this? I am. All right, here we go. Manchester's getting us in a party mood. Let's do it.
4: The Dick Lombardi Show presents... for well,
13: dramatic
7: effect. The list of all lists. Here's number 10. All right, here we go. Top 10 cocktails. While other cocktails have been around for years, this has burst onto the scene... Recently, the combo of ginger beer, vodka, and a fresh lime is near perfection, but the copper cup, which keeps it ice cold, makes this drink work. It is the Moscow Mule. Had a mule at dinner, I don't know, a week ago? Now, I know you're, you know, you weren't of drinking age 20 years ago. Um, I never remember hearing of a Moscow mule until like the last five or six years. Was I just like not paying attention? The copper cup become a new thing. Had never heard of it. No, I don't think I had my first mule until 22, 23 years old. Right. So, same deal. This is a new deal. Most of these you're going to hear you're back. Oh yeah, it's a classic. Moscow mule, the best new drink going. Underrated. Here's number nine. All right. Champagne isn't for everyone, but when you mix it with some orange juice, put it in a flute and drink it before 10 o'clock in the morning, it suddenly works. Kick off your early events with a little bit of class. The mimosa. Ooh. Now, if you can go bottomless mimosas. Oh yeah. May needed to add that bottomless. What? If you go bottomless mimosas, now you're really talking. There's a uh, bottomless place in Denver over on South Broadway. We did a little station brunch at. It got quite lit. Uh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Here's the other thing about the mimosa. Did you show up to that? No, I missed it. <laughs> uh, here's the other thing about mimosas. They sneak up on you. Right. Oh, you, yeah. They go down way too easy. Champagne, I don't know, is it the bubbles? Is that why it goes to your head? Yeah. Cause all of a sudden you're like, fine, 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 fine. I can't read the score on the TV. Like that's, that's what happens with the mimosa. I know what I'm doing bottomless when I'm ubering to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that is kind of the telltale sign. Alright, moving on. Here's number eight. Alright, this one hasn't hit the mainstream stream quite yet, but the time is coming, and it kind of ties into the Moscow Mule. Uh, a great dark rum, Gosling's is the preferred option, but Myers is also a fine choice. I go with the Meyers. Uh, mixed with ginger beer and a wedge of lime makes this a simple classic. Has to be dark rum, though. That's the difference. It's a dark and stormy. Mm. I think dark and stormy generally leads to drama. I think it's appropriately named. People I know who drink those, mean drunks. Uh, but the dark and stormy, see, like vodka and ginger beer. That's the, that's the Moscow mule. You mostly get the ginger beer taste. When you go with the dark and stormy, cause the dark rum has just a little more oomph to it. Yeah. Ah, uh, big fan of the dark and stormy. Wow. Well, when I was on the Jersey Shore, a lot of people were ordering a lot of dark and stormies and then there was a lot of drama. Oh, well perfect. That can be fun. That's why I'm saying the drink is absolutely made. I know. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Move it on. Here's number 7. All right, it's the ultimate hair of the dog drink. A great way to start a holiday, the perfect option before an early game time and a sneaky good option on an airplane at any time of the day. It's the bloody mary. Yeah. I'm a fan of the bloody mary with like bacon and olives and um, jazzing it up a little bit. I was just going to go though, the whole new bloody mary bar thing. I- I- I'm not I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. First of all, they end up really watered down, and the tomato juice gets all weird, and then people have done odd things with it, and the ingredients are all messed up. Not not a fan. And then you go to these places, and it's like a freaking garden in there. No. You know what it's supposed to be? A stalk of celery. That's it. That's it. So you like a Vegas sportsbook, Bloody Mary. Yes. That's exactly right. It's tomato juice. It's vodka. It's some Worcestershire. It's some Tabasco. It's some celery salt. That's it. That's what goes into Bloody Mary. Here's the thing about Bloody Marys: I can do one, I can't do three. There's people who want to do bottomless Bloody Marys. I'm with you. It's Ugh. one. It's, it's a one thing. You it's get it on the airplane. Thing. They give you the can of Mr. T's. You probably need two things of vodka if you're being, you know, if you want to ration it right, to right. kind of Get the right mix. <laughs> make it a double. make it a double. Next, here's number six. All right, it couldn't be much simpler to make. This to me is the McDonald's of cocktails. You can get the exact same product anywhere in the mer- in the world, no matter where you order it. It's a shot of Tennessee whiskey mixed with cola. It's a Jack and Coke. Yeah. It's impossible to screw up a Jack and Coke. It's iconic. It's a shot of Jack and you put Coke in there. That's it. Do you get mad when someone goes Jack and Diet? No, cause that's normally what I'll do. <laughs> well, you are living a healthier <laughs> lifestyle, you know? Yeah, because that's going to be totally healthy. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, you know, and I don't like, I mean, you can do it with other things. You can do it Crown and Coke or whatever, but the Jack and Coke is the classic. Right, you can do it with any whiskey, but it just doesn't quite seem right unless it's Jack. We're getting thirsty. Here's number five. While it's most associated with the Kentucky Derby, this is a drink that can work at any time when properly made. It's bourbon, simple syrup, and fresh mint over ice. Simple, stiff, and refreshing. It's the mint julep. Mmm. Not a huge julep guy. Oh, why? Went to that Derby party this year. Had one. Said, Yeah, that was my that was my one julep for 2018. No, no. You have to have like nine. And then you'd be like, Oh, these are good. <laughs> Trust me. And and they're fourteen dollars yeah. each. And then you get your credit card bill and it just says Churchill Downs, fourteen. Churchill Downs, twenty eight, <laughs> Churchill Downs, forty two. Like it's a great way to learn math of what is divisible by fourteen. I don't know. Look at my credit card bill from May 2nd. yes, yeah, so you called the boys over and said, hey, <laughs> yeah. you guys want to learn some math? Today? <laughs> exactly. Here's two touchdowns at a time. All right. It's the julep. What's up next? Here's number four. All right. If you're going to do this one, you got to do it right. Okay. Cause otherwise it becomes just a fruity drink and it's just, it's nothing but calories. It needs to be fresh pineapple and coconut blended with light rum, but that's not it. You have to get the dark rum floater. That is the key. So you make the drink. It's all blended, it's all icy, it's good, and then you pour a shot of dark rum, again, I recommend Myers on the top, that makes it not so sweet, it is the pina colada. Pina colada is a great, great international drink. I don't trust a pina colada in the United States of America. What? But if I'm traveling, hit me up. I'm telling you, you put me at Mandalay Bay. Out at the pool, mm. and I order the pina colada with the dark rum floater. I could sit there all day and do that. Maybe I really Vegas could. is the exception, but pina colada to me is Puerto Vallarta,
12: Cancun, now here's the, the th-
7: Bahamas. Here's the thing: when you do it with the floater, uh, you need to be able to do divisible by eighteen because they don't give them away. Ooh, it's a it's an expensive it's an expensive cocktail, but well worth it. You're not a high enough roller to get that comped quite yet. Not yet, no. <laughs> Not yet. All right, moving on. Here's number three. It's a classic that James Bond made famous and cool. The modern version includes a dash of olive juice and a blue cheese olive. That's the key, providing the perfect garnish to a top-shelf vodka. you got to go top-shelf, right? Like I would prefer Tito's, maybe Kettle One, uh, you know, along that line. You can't go well. And a dash of dry vermouth. Preferably, you take the glass. It needs to be a chilled glass. You pour a little vermouth in it, swirl it around, dump the vermouth out. That's all the vermouth you need. And then it's ice cold. you got to shake it, not stir, not to sound too bondish. Uh With a little bit of olive juice, pour that in the glass. It is the dirty martini. Very well done on number three there. You are hitting a peak here that I can see coming. You know who introduced me to blue cheese olive martinis? Me? And Julie Brownman. Uh-huh. <laughs> right at the place outside the window here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A couple of classy people drinking a classy drink. That's right. All right. Moving on. Here's number two. On a hot summer day, it's an underrated option when it comes to sitting on the porch and sipping a cool drink. It's been overshadowed in recent years by the influx of flavored vodkas because you can get all sorts of things. In, in, in essence, this is juniper flavored vodka, but a Hendrix with a cucumber is tough to beat. It's a gin and tonic. Mm. Yeah. I think gin and tonics taste like Christmas if you're drinking them in winter. I think mm-hmm. they taste like summer if you're drinking them in summer. Man, I'm telling you, on a hot day, sit outside with a, a you get the glass full of ice, you pour some Hendrix in there, you pour some, you can get, and now you can get like really nice tonics, like at Whole Foods, like some, some really like, uh, high-end tonics, mm-hmm. and a slice of cucumber, not lime, cucumber. Cucumber. You've got yourself a cocktail. It's a 24-7, 365 kind of cocktail. What's it gonna be? Here's number one. When made properly, this is a drink that makes it impossible to be in a bad mood. I defy you. I defy you to have one of these in your hands, be drinking it with other people who are drinking it, and be grumpy. And trust me, I would know. Like I I can't even be grumpy. You grumpy? When I have one of these in my hand, it's the ultimate party drink. Now here's the thing though. It has to be fresh lime juice. Don't bring me your mix. I don't want your mix. It has to be 100% pure agave tequila. I don't want the crappy stuff that's, you know, 51% tequila and then a bunch of fillers. Has to be Grand Marnier and a salted glass. The number one cocktail in the world. The best drink you can order, the best drink you can have, the margarita. Yeah. I thought you would go there and I can't disagree with it. That is the, uh, nobody's wasting away in bloody Maryville. The best list we've ever done on the show. I have no beef. Other than the mint julep, I have no beef. Mint julep, I went high. I put it five. And I, I am probably uh, influenced by the fact that I'm two months removed from being at the Derby. But, man, it's a good drink. It really is a good drink. It's It's been around for a 100-plus years for a reason. There's something about a margarita on a Friday on a rooftop you just can't go wrong. Oh, it's the best. There's an establishment down there near 20th and Blake that you go there. The best is when you know you're going there in someone else's pain, but it's great. Not to steal uh, a line from Marty's normal segment, but I've been doing these lists all summer. I don't know. I've probably done 10 of them. I have never left more good answers on the cutting room floor than I did with this list. There are a lot of good options. We want to hear what you think I left off, 30933. One more time, here's the top 10. Moscow Mule, Mimosa, Dark and Stormy, Bloody Mary, Jack and Coke, Mint Julep, Pina Colada with a dark rum floater, Dirty Martini, Gin and Tonic, and Margarita, the top ten cocktails of all time. You've probably never heard of it, but they make it in Columbia, Missouri. It's called a Colorado Bulldog. I'll explain what it is next. Can't wait. you got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950.
1: Guys, it's time to get a few things off your hairy chest. Take the 20-point head inspection at mantherapy.org and get personalized tools and resources. Mantherapy. Therapy the way a man does it. Hey, let's have fun today. Elix Gardens today we
4: play. summer's here. Get out and get going. Elitz Gardens gives you all access to 54
8: rides, slides, and attractions. Like free diamond movies. Free concerts with artists from country pop- and rock. Elic Gardens, Steam and Water Park, Two great parks, one low
4: price. Come make memories today. Save up to twenty five dollars at participating McDonald's locations. Elic Gardens, we love you. Remember to
1: click or call eight one one before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging.
2: Thanks eight one one for helping me plant my new garden.
17: I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks eight one one.
1: The service is free and easy. Within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Visit Colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station.
8: Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family owned and operated on the Northwest corner of Chambers in Mississippi. They're a AAA approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three year, 36,000 mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kinsautoserviceinc.com.
4: The Altitude 950 Traffic Update.
14: This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Collision in the far right lane westbound I-270 at the end of the on-ramp from Vasquez, stopping us up from I-70. Collision on 8th Avenue at Corona. Cleared the crash southbound Sheridan approaching 6th and Highway 285 closed between Fair Play and Entero Junction due to the Weston Pass wildfire. Use Colorado 9 and US-24 as alternate routes. UMA Office is the most reliable, simplest to use, easiest to install business phone, and it's perfect for 5 employees or 50. Just nineteen ninety five per user per month. More at OOMA.com. I'm Dustin Ritchie with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303- 753-0950 to join
7: the show. You got the Vic Lombardi show on Altitude 950. James Manchester Marillot, Will Peterson, Vic calls me HW with you until 10.00. Today, Manchester, well done on the list of all lists. Would you like me to recap it one more time? One more time, and then I just hit refresh on the text line. It said 19 new texts, so we've got some reaction we can get into here. The uh, top ten cocktails of all time. Number ten, Moscow Mule. Kind of a new one to the list. Uh We believe it's kind of come into fashion in the last decade or so. Nine, Mimosa. Eight, Dark and Stormy. Trust me, try one. Seven, Bloody Mary. Six, Jack and Coke. Five, the Mint Julep. Four, a pina colada with a dark rum floater. Three, a dirty martini, slightly dirty. Don't over-dirty it. Number two, gin and tonic, preferably a Hendrix and a slice of cucumber. And number one, margarita. Make sure it is fresh lime juice, not that mixed crap. Take a little time and do it right. All right, we'll start with the personal text line. My guy Tim says, mint julep should be replaced with old-fashioned. I'm a fourth-generation Kentuckian. The julep is just fun one day a year. Mm, no, that's not true. Old-fashioned. And look, I didn't put old-fashioned. I didn't put sidecar. I, you know, I want something I can drink like nine of. I guess maybe that you just found out something about me. Uh 5090 says no Long Island. Uh, thought about it. Thought about it. Most people, though, their Long Island turns into just a bad experience. And here's the other thing. Long Island is just putting way too much stuff in it, right? Like, you can't really have a... A high-end Long Island. Like, you wouldn't, if you're gonna put four different liquors in it, you're not using good stuff. Yeah. It's basically just all the, all the swill, and then you're gonna have an ungodly hangover the next day. Uh, I got to a wedding in Palm Beach a few years ago. But it was on the potential list. It was on the cutting room floor. A cousin's wedding, right? And, uh, me and my brother-in-law start off with Long Islands. A oh, good start. And it turns into the next day at brunch, I'm the guy, everyone, hey, how are you feeling today? Uh huh. You don't wanna be that guy at a wedding when it's not your wedding. You don't want to be that guy at your wedding. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't think passing out on your wedding night's a good plan. I didn't pass out. I just said some things I regret. Oh, th- that's <laughs> not a good plan either on your wedding night. Chris and Hudson says best top ten list you guys have done. Did tequila sunrise get any consideration? little bit. Uh, that's an old school one. You don't see those much anymore. That's what tequila orange juice is it a little grenadine. Is that what gives it the little bit of the the red, you know, kind of sunrise part of it. Tequila's I I don't I'm not a big fan of tequila unless it's in a margarita though. Or a shot. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Cuban Betty says, just got off a fifteen hour patrol and starting a four day weekend loving this list. Well, Betty, enjoy your four day weekend. We've given you suggestions. Now, be because it's summertime, not all of these are perfect. You could start tomorrow with the Bloody Mary, though. It's a little bit more of a I don't know, I kind of strike that strikes me more of a fall day, I'm you know, tailgating in Boulder and the buffs kick off at noon or one o'clock. Like that's more bloody Mary. Uh I don't know that dirty martinis necessarily tomorrow. That's more like, you know, before a steak dinner kind of thing. Uh but the rest of these would all be great to start off your Independence Day. Uh Eddie has a very good point. A properly made mojito is the best. It's too much effort. Like they gotta muddle all the mint and all. And it's like, come on, and then it's a mess, and it's just kind of ugly in the glass. Like, not really. I'm not a fan. You know, we never get invited to Vic's house, so therefore you guys never get invited to my house. It's kind of how this works. Yeah. But my dad makes a killer mojito. The problem is, is like you said, it takes an hour. Exactly. It's a whole process, and there's always mojito guy, right? Like, oh hey, I'm here. I'm gonna make mojitos. See you in an hour, I'm gonna <laughs> dominate the kitchen. <laughs> you just described my dad. So. Oh. If you ever Mr. if you ever come over, you can have one. I would like to have one, but it I don't but like just, just wait be prepared to wait an hour. I'd like here's the thing, and you know this about me. I'm kind of an aesthetics guy. It's why I've been complaining about the font they use at the World Cup. Like I appearances like presentation matters. A mojito's ugly. It's just it looks like it looks like kind of garbage in the bottom of the glass. Like it's all it just doesn't look Appetizing. Not the mojitos we drink in the Peterson household. Mm. Muddled mint is just kinda ugly. Change your tune on this. Uh Ben says, winner winner, best top ten list yet. Well done, Manchester. Thank you. Josh says, I'm shaking my head. How is a Manhattan not on there? Uh I had a bad Manhattan experience. Yeah. It made the, the potentials. The cutting room floor. Um I'm not a big fan of sweet vermouth. Um it, I mean, they are gasoline, though. It, it's like a martini, right? It's, there's nothing in it other than booze, uh, but it's whiskey and sweet vermouth. Um, oh, yeah, bad experience. Mike says, how could you leave off the 7 and 7? It's old school, but mainly because I'm not 97 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Seagram 7 and 7 Up? Yeah, exactly. First of all, when's the last time you saw anybody buy Seagram 7? <laughs> Second of all, when's the last time you saw anybody buy 7 Up? You know what's funny is I saw a buddy buy Seagram 7 with a fake ID once. (laughs) That made me At least a decade ago. Yeah, that tells you that. 7 and 7. Uh, I gotta believe the mojito, mojito was a late cut. It's a great hot weather cocktail. How do you leave off the mojito with a stock of sugar cane? Now that's summer. Oh, that's good. Uh, Mojito with the stock of sugar cane. It's a top 15 drink. But But it's getting the most love on the text line of thing you missed. It's a top 15 drink. Manhattan's a top 15 drink. Uh, (laughs) wow. 3422. Don't do this, but I like your style. Can't go wrong with a pitcher of Long Island's after a long week. (laughs) A pitcher of Long Island's. You know what's funny is that brings back memories. If you go to Fieldhouse in Columbia, Missouri, you can do pitchers of Long Island's. I just I don't like the fact that it's multiple liquors that are in it. Like if I'm looking at these Moscow Mule, vodka, mimosa, champagne, dark and stormy, dark rum, Bloody Mary, vodka, Jack and Coke, Jack. Mint julep, bourbon, piña colada, rum, dirty martini, vodka, gin and tonic, gin, margarita, tequila. You can't have more than one liquor in it. That just, that just becomes a, a mess. Uh, Cooper of the West Highlands says, Chester, you get Coke anywhere near my crown and royal and I'll break your fingers off. <laughs> I didn't go with a crown and Coke. I just said you could do it, but if you're going to mix with Coke, it's a Jack and Coke. I'm with this guy. Uh, no Cuba libre. I'm not familiar with a Cuba Libre. Uh you know what? The Cuba Libre uh was mentioned uh which one was it? It was when I was looking up the uh, exact kind of definition of the dark and stormy, they mentioned a Cuba Cuba Libre. Okay. So it's obviously it's a rum based drink. Rory Loveland says the dude would be disappointed in your omission of the white Russian. Now I thought about it. I did, and we actually when we were brainstorming this yesterday um at my house, uh that came up and it was Big Lebowski was mentioned. I do not like white Russians. I do not like the, I I, no thank you. No, it's not the vegan in me that doesn't want the cream. It's just, it's like drinking, I don't know. It's kind of like eggnog and rum. Like, all right, sounds like a good idea. And then you're like, this is disgusting. It's a good dessert drink, though. No. You know what's a good dessert drink? Kahlua over ice. Like, just do that. Cream and vodka? Yeah. does the trick. That's a white Russian, right? Cream and vodka? That's pretty gross. Uh, Lee says, we were drinking mules in the 90s. Really? Head of your time, Lee. Trendsetter. Yeah. Avant-garde. Uh, 7335. In my younger day, I once had Diet Coke and Bacardi 151. That was my worst drinking experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bacardi 151 is not a good idea. What is the song, uh, Jesse Marty, you guys might know this is our generation. Is it Tech Nine? Where he keeps talking about 151 rum? Oh my gosh. That, that song because it was he's a Kansas City based rapper.
2: Heard if you it, want a Manhattan, it one too many
7: times. By the way, if you want a Manhattan, uh go to Shanahan's. Get a Manhattan made with a Booker's. And you'll you'll be feeling it. Yeah, what's that run you? Uh, it's it's a lot. It's probably an eighteen dollar cocktail. Uh Four zero six seven first time text for the show. Great list. A couple just blew below the top ten. Bourbon Buffalo Trace and ginger ale. Tastes like a football Saturday in the South. Okay. So basically it's 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 bourbon and ginger ale. I could I could get down with that. Also, a paloma is great. Marg substitute tequila, grapefruit, soda, and lime. It's from Nick and Conifer. Grapefruit, soda, lime. Okay. And it's called a Paloma. Never had a Paloma, but you know what? There's always a time to start. Uh the song is called Carabaloo by Tech Nine. Seven three six four says Tennessee mule is a better exchange exchange the vodka for the whiskey. A Tennessee mule. Okay, so apparently you can put anything with ginger beer because the dark and stormy is rum, Moscow mule is vodka, and a Tennessee mule is whiskey. Speaking of which, what's your Colorado bulldog? Oh yeah, I had that pulled up. Let me, let me get it for you here. You don't know the recipe? You don't no. know what's in it? My guy Mike Kelly, Pi Kappa Alpha, he would just make them for me. You don't know what you're drinking? No, it was delicious. Okay. Let me get, let me get it. I'm going to give you some more, uh, uh, let's see here. Didn't have a shot glass once, so I did Jaeger bombs out of a later I don't know what that means now i thought about I thought about a couple of different things like um, Jaeger bombs I'm a big fan, and my kids are really big fans of watching it uh, Saki bombs, but that's not a cocktail uh Jaeger bombs i'm I'm a fan of I'll get down with it. but again, it's not a cocktail a cocktail like you you sip you can't just pound it because car bomb also is a g- fantastic drink oh yeah, great drink um and i didn't put it on here so like the whole the whole bomb genre of 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 drinking didn't make cocktail cocktails a little bit more sophisticated a little bit more of hey, it's going to take me 3 minutes to drink it um, have you ever done a flaming doctor pepper i don't know i don't think so so my buddy let his arm on fire in college doing one of these so he oh, good. Uh, it's like doctor pepper with uh, everclear on top mm. and then he light it on fire and it lights up and then you drop it into a more Dr. Pepper and Everclear to put the fire out, and then you chug it. My buddy didn't understand that you shouldn't start drinking it until the fire has been extinguished. Yeah, seems like maybe it wasn't his first drink of the night since he didn't understand that. Gosh, you guys are saying things I don't even know. Tim says an Irish coffee has to be top 15. Oh, now, you and, I, great with pancakes. you and I have had the original Irish coffee, right? What's the What's the oh, place? Yeah, Buena Vista. The Buena Vista in San Francisco. We we're out there covering Super Bowl 50. Talk about sneaking up on you. First one, you're like, Pfft, totally fine. Second one, like, oh, my God, I don't think I can make the trolley car. Eh, maybe the fourth one. But whatever. They do definitely sneak up on you. 2180 says Salty Dog. No, see... Salty dog's the same as a greyhound, right? So a greyhound, I believe, is grapefruit juice and vodka. A salty dog is grapefruit juice and vodka, and we're gonna put salt on the rim. That sounds awful. That sounds like licking a, or, or having a sweaty sock wrung out in your glass. That's awful. I assume Adam in Westminster is trolling us, but he says, James, how in the hell did Mad Dog 2020 not make your list? <laughs> These <laughs> are good. There are a lot of things I like to drink that aren't on this list. Because, you know, beer's not on here. Wine's not on here. uh, The whole bomb genre, as I mentioned, isn't on here. There are a lot of other good things. These are specifically cocktails. They take more than one ingredient, and you have to mix them. Therefore, it's a cocktail. Here's your Colorado Bulldog recipe. Vodka, Kahlua, milk, and Coke. Nope, I'm out. Milk? Come on. What are are we, nine? Do you know how many TiVo Sundays I watched with Colorado Bulldogs in tow? How many of them can you drink? Like, with milk? Like, I would not want more than one. Like, do you remember the game he played in Minnesota? Probably the best game of his career. There's not a drink on my list that <sighs> one isn't great and four isn't back. better. Right? Like, come on. Other than maybe Bloody Mary, all of these, the third one's better than the first one. You know what is, and this is how I'll close this segment. You remember where you were and what you were drinking for most iconic sports moments. Uh I'm usually, if I care about the event, I'm usually not drinking. Like, I was not drinking it. I maybe had a beer, but Tebow Demarius, I was not drinking. Did you drink during Super Bowl 50? Probably not. I did afterward. <laughs> 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 all right, Manchester, good list. Well done. Textures have rave reviews. Hey, you know what? In the 7 o'clock hour, they didn't like you. In the 8 o'clock hour, they like you. I start talking about cocktails, all of a sudden I'm... <laughs> Popular. Redemption. Jeff Legwald in studio from 9 to 10. That should be interesting. Up next, Morning Sugar Fix, Marty O. Dick Lombardi Show, Altitude 950.
4: Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station.
11: Altitude 950 is now available on Amazon devices with Alexa. What would you like to listen to? All of your favorite sports talk, the best hosts, plus scores, traffic, and weather that you depend on is available anytime on your Echo, Echo Dot, Echo show, or any other
16: Alexa-enabled device. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American finance. Financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334
17: regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
20: Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you sore from running, hiking, playing piano, heck, even adulting? If you are, join me and many others by seeing our friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Center for Spine and Orthopedics has over 115 years of combined surgical and pain management experience. They do everything from hips, elbows, shoulders, and knees, all of which I've used at their. 10-year career, and they have everything you need right where they are. MRIs, surgery, lab Are you ready for
12: barbecue, fireworks, and the hottest appliance sale of the year? Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, President of Mountain High Appliance. And for 25 years, we've been Colorado's favorite appliance store. This 4th of July, we're lighting the fuse with some explosive savings. Cook in style with a four-piece stainless kitchen package from Whirlpool for only $21.98. Save over $650. That's an entire stainless kitchen for only $21.98. Check out our lowest prices of the year on refrigerators, laundry, and more. Save eight hundred dollars on a stainless four-door French store refrigerator from Whirlpool for only $13.99. Our lowest price ever. Or get a diamond gray front load laundry pair from GE and save one. $1000 plus check out our clearance center for an additional 10, 15 or 20% off our already discounted prices. top by our showroom today and experience the difference. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5 or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Mountain
13: High Louisville, Your favorite appliance
4: the Altitude 950 traffic update.
14: This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Collision in the far right lane, westbound I-270 at the end of the on-ramp from Vasquez, stopping us up from I-70. Collision on 8th Avenue at Corona, cleared the crash southbound Sheridan, approaching 6th, and Highway 285 closed between Fair Play and Entero Junction due to the Weston Pass wildfire. Use Colorado 9 and US-24 as alternate routes. UMA Office is the most reliable, simplest to use, easiest to install business phone, and it's perfect for 5 employees or 50. Just nineteen ninety five per user per month. More at O-O-M-A.com. I'm Dustin Ritchie with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude
4: 950. Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi.
7: Welcome back, Vic Lombardi show, Altitude 950. Vic out today. James Marilot, Will Peterson with you until 10. Our guy Jeff Legwald is here. He's arrived. He'll join us at 9. I was in such a good mood after the Top Ten Cocktails, so I got to transition here during Marty's segment into uh, argumentative mode because Leggy's here. We haven't done a deep dive on the Broncos in a while for a lot of reasons. One, there hasn't been a ton of news. Two, the abs and nuggets have been more interesting as of late. But, Manchester, there are plenty of questions about this Broncos team that we're just going to get you into camp mode. How's that sound? Uh no, that'll be good. And there are a ton of questions, which uh apparently there aren't very many people around town who think there are, so it'll be interesting to get into this with uh with Leggy at nine o'clock. We'll get to Marty in just a second. We got a ton more text coming in. Just refresh the text line to forty three new texts. Um we can talk LeBron and get a handful of takes. We talk cocktails, Manchester, and the entire city of Denver has an opinion. Any others that I just blatantly missed? Uh I mean we're getting a lot of Long Island again, old fashioned. Here's the other thing I went. I mean Dr. With. Pepper. Here's the other thing I went with here is I tended to go with ones I order a lot. Uh and or I can make and I feel like I make a really good one. Other than I don't believe, no, I have made a pina colada. I was going to say I haven't made a pina colada, but I have, so never mind. So, yeah, I can make all of these, and I might this weekend. Like 8071 says a Wisconsin lunchbox. That's from Chris. Chris, I don't even know what a Wisconsin lunchbox is. We're, we've devolved into that. I did uh avoid any that are just super obscure. I mean, I think you had to be a classic cocktail to even qualify. um So a Wisconsin lunchbox might be really good, but. Post O'Brien with an interesting, two interesting submissions. A screwdriver. Thought about it, and I almost put it on the list just so I could tell the story that in Vegas they're now referred to as Will Petersons. <laughs> Thanks I've, for saying that to a hot mic. I've Appreciate never that. seen anybody consume more screwdrivers in my life. We're at the book. We're having fun. Uh, whiskey <laughs> sours. I don't like whiskey sours. That was a total uh, personal preference. I, I just I'm not a I'm not a fan. I think it's because it's the sour mix. Right. Like, so if you can make a here's the thing, and I'm going to admit this. I probably have never had a good whiskey sour because I've always had them where it's like the sweet and sour mix, which is kind of like the same way you have a crappy margarita. To me, a whiskey sour is sort of like the Applebee's version of a margarita. Not any good. So if somebody can tell me how there's a good whiskey sour and like I could make one homemade, I could probably could be convinced on the whiskey sour. I will admit that uh, Snoop Dogg chimes in and says gin and juice. <laughs> all right, all right. See, now, gin and tequila, to me, uh, there's only one way to do them. There's the gin and tonic. I don't like any other gin drink. I don't like a gin martini. I like a vodka martini. Uh And tequila is either margarita or it's just give me a shot. Uh 3772 says an Arnold Palmer with a shot of vodka. Isn't that called a John, John Daly? John Bailey, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam in Lakewood does clear something up for me, so I appreciate it, Sam. A Flaming Dr. Pepper is a shot glass of 151-run and amaretto. Light it on fire and drop it into a half mug of beer. It tastes just like Dr. Pepper. That's the thing my buddy lit his arm on fire with. Yeah, you could not have had that more wrong. Yeah. You had Dr. Pepper Everclear, Dr. Pepper Everclear as your yeah. ingredients, none of which are actually in a Flaming Dr. Pepper. Yeah, sorry. All right, we need to move on. We sound like <laughs> alcoholics. <laughs> Let's get to Marty. Sugar. It's time for your morning
4: sugar fix. Instant
13: sugar high. Sugar high sugar head high sugar high.
4: Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories.
19: Woo
13: Sugar slam! Shake
19: that. I like how everyone was. Yeah, one time I had 19 pina coladas and uh this this happened. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah, there's always Pretty a story much. to it. Alright, Marty, before you get into your sugar fix, you and Jesse have to chime in with your
19: favorite cocktails. Uh, did, was vodka Red Bull been mentioned?
7: Uh, no, we're not, you know, not, we're not like 20 and trying to just stay up all night here. Okay, well, I will, I vodka will throw Red a,
18: Bull? vodka Red Bull in the ring. Yeah. Oh that is, that's
7: another gosh. one that's it's kind of a new one. That's the last 20 years. Obviously. I would have loved to see 21 year old Marty at Northern Illinois on vodka Red Bull. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you that can one. only have a couple before you move <laughs> yeah. on to something else. <laughs> Jesse?
9: Uh, out of the the top ten, I probably only had two of them, the Coke and rum and a margarita, so I'm going to go with the margarita.
7: You've only had two of those ten? Yeah. Uh, Not much a, of a cocktail person. You live a cleaner life than me, Jesse. <laughs> 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 All
19: right, Marty, what do you got for I us? have had a, quite a few Colorado Bulldogs in my life, though. It's a white Russian with Coke. It's a better way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. You There's no
7: cocktail should be made with milk or cream. That is <laughs> disgusting.
19: Well, you take the milk out and you put
7: Coke in. Ugh. What All about right. when you're watching Tebow to... Demarius, drinking one. I mean, it makes it a little bit more palatable, but it still has milk in it. Yeah, but it's an iconic drink because I watched iconic Broncos plays while consuming. All right, Marty. All
19: right, Tom Cruise turning 56 today. What is your favorite Cruise movie out there besides Rain Man, of course?
7: Uh, Rain Man, man, that's a great one. My favorite Tom Cruise movie uh, is my favorite movie of all time. It's A Few Good Men. Love that movie. I could watch that movie over and over and over and over again. And Top Gun is a top ten movie of all time. But a few good men is fantastic. It's one of the Mission Impossible ones. There's one really good one. It also is Might fitting the second. that the guy who started the movie called Cocktail has a birthday today. Ooh, interesting.
19: I for sure it would have been Eyes Wide Shut. Alright, uh, Moisa <laughs> Salou turning 52 today. He used to, hey, you, uh...
7: Have you seen American Made? It's a pretty recent one where Tom Cruise is the pilot flying drugs back and forth between like Florida and, I don't know, Columbia or wherever. That is a really good movie. Sorry, you should check it out. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Marty. All
19: right, Moises Salud turning 52. He used to bat without batting gloves. And uh, In an interview in the early 2000s, he said he used to urinate on his hands to toughen them up. Sounds pretty gross, but a couple other athletes came out and said, yeah, I do the same thing. Hmm. It's disgusting, isn't
7: it? Sounds like maybe he had a couple too many gin and tonics.
19: Yeah. (laughs) uh, Mike, The Situation from Jersey Shore turning 37. Will, did you run into him when you were... uh Slinging drinks out there?
7: No, I ended up at a bar, I think I told you guys, where I half expected them and their camera crew to walk in because they are shooting a reunions show right now. Situation got engaged on the reunion show. So happy birthday, happy engagement. Is the situation the guy that did... Gym, Laundry, whatever it was.
19: GTL? GTL? yes.
7: Gym, Tan, Laundry? Well, all four of them did it. Vinny, Ronnie, Polly, and Situation. But Situation, wasn't Situation kind of the guy that looked like he did the gym and the yeah. tan the most? Yeah. Okay. You, right. you can picture the guy. Yeah, I know who it is. Are you still the Situation if you're 37?
19: <laughs> <laughs> he also had think... the, the shirt before the shirt, which I was a big fan
7: of. <laughs> that show think... was good, though. Please tell me you got into it a little bit. Uh, I didn't really get into it, but... I can appreciate the like trashy attraction of it. Yeah. Like I, I get it. I You've seen an it. episode at least. Yeah, and I know who the people are. Yeah. But yeah, you're officially no longer the situation
19: after 35. It was one of those. It was just so bad. It was so good. Actually, after 29. All right. This day in 1936, Luke Gary gets. A, he is the first player to ever get his number retired in the uh, major leagues. There are now 22 Yankees that have their numbers retired. That's Isn't that a little ridiculous? bit
7: of a caveat, though, because like. Not it wasn't much uh earlier than Lou Gehrig where there were no numbers.
19: So there weren't a lot of numbers to
7: retire, but his number was retired before Babe Ruth's. Mm-hmm. hmm That tells you all you need to know. Oh,
19: yeah. they all you need to know. They know. Right, how I- many
7: how many numbers are retired for the Yankees?
19: Twenty one. Twenty two. Twenty two. Derek Jeter was just the last one and now uh, all single digits have been taken.
7: Do you have the list in front of
19: you? I do. You want to go through 22 uh,
7: of them. I don't know that I want to do 22 of them. Let me list some guys you tell me if they're on there.
19: Okay. Uh Yogi Berra,
13: mhm,
7: 8. Mickey Mantle, 7.
13: Mhm.
7: Is Roger Maris is 9 retired? Roger
19: Maris is n- s- uh no, it's not. It's not. Okay. So Babe Ruth. Oh wait, yeah, 9 is retired. Pardon me. Uh
7: so Babe Ruth, uh Lou Gehrig, uh who's 5. DiMaggio. mhm. Uh who's 1. Why am I blanking on 1 for the Yankees?
19: He was a coach about 15 times. Oh, Billy Martin. Yeah. Billy
7: Martin. Billy Martin. So Martin, Jeter, Ruth, Garrig, DiMaggio, six. Who was six? Why am I blanking on that? Seven was Mantle. Um, okay.
19: Fill in the blanks. Give me them one through 10. Thurman Munson. Was he 10? Uh, Joe Torre was six. Oh, give me a break. Mickey Mantle, seven. Bill Dickey, eight. Yogi Berra, also eight. Roger Maris, nine. And, uh, Phil Rizzuto. Oh, Phil so Rizzuto. Okay. Thurman Munson was 15. That one's good. Okay. All right. I'd stay in 1970. Casey Kasem top forty debuts. He'll now be slinging the pigskin on Sundays for the Broncos. <laughs> and this day uh, in 1996, there's,
7: there, there's a lot of great like videos of guys just freaking out, right? And I mean, obviously, there's the one of Bill O'Reilly, of, "We'll
16: do it live," yeah. and then there's the i right, we'll do it live." The
7: Chris Berman one, and this one doesn't have video; it's audio. But you got to Google the Casey Kasem when he just loses his you-know-what because he has to do some sappy dedication coming out of some pop song, and he just goes on an epic rant. It is so fantastic. And he does it in that wonderful Casey Kasem voice. Like I almost want to just get yelled at by Casey Kasem. It just seems like that would just be fun. It sounds great, but God, what a great rant. Google it. It's awesome.
19: I'd say in 1996, the uh, Hotmail email service begins. I see a couple Hotmails still lingering out there, and I'm like, who still uses this?
7: Yeah, my grandmother for a long time had Juno. I was like, I didn't... Juno? You know, it was blank blank at Juno.com.
19: My parents are Juno? still rolling with AOL, and that's that's even... <laughs> yeah, uh... my
7: parents have the AOL, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? My parents, my brother, they say AOL. When you send an email to them, it's at AOL.com. Correct. I think but see that's at least still in service. Hotmail's not even in service. See, hotmail got bought by did Microsoft buy it? I don't know. They all buy each other. I think Microsoft bought
19: hotmail. Leggy's in yes. Okay. I think Amazon bought it. Alright, uh this day in two thousand or uh, two thousand sixteen we woke up to my next chapter by Kevin Durant when he said he was going to the Golden State Warriors. Were you guys surprised when that happened?
7: Uh yeah, I, I honestly I don't remember my reaction. Uh, in terms of surprise or whatever, I just remember thinking, that's lame. It's just you can't beat them, so you're going to join them. Because didn't they just come off blowing a 3-2 lead?
13: Yeah, they had just the, come with off. With game
7: six at home? Yeah, they had just come off Kevin and Ross not being able to get it done in Oklahoma City. So then you're going to go join them? Just one of the lamest moves ever by an athlete. Yeah, if you can't beat them, join them it has uh, really hurt the NBA recently. And Kevin Durant is a great player. He's the second best player in the league. Um, but I, just do, I will never root for Kevin Durant after that move. I just won't.
19: All right, and that's it, fellas.
7: Uh, Marty, what did you uh, leave on the uh, cutting room floor?
19: 1985, Back to the Future premieres. That was on the cutting room floor? Yeah, I've never seen it, so I don't really know. Wait a minute. It. That's Wait a minute. Yeah, it's an overrated movie. Well, it came out before 2000, so... Wait a minute. Uh, like how, like do a just, or something? how do I even... How do I access it?
7: You're just trying to make me mad. <laughs> You've never seen Back to the Future? No.
19: I'm just getting you all teed up for leggy here.
7: Yeah, I've only seen yeah. bits and pieces. It worked. And the it. blood is officially <laughs> boiling. Yeah. The flux capacitor? That's a yeah. That's a Delorean. It what makes or time travel travel possible. You there's a there's a Marty McFly it, in there, right? You want to do a more you know on Friday on a black hole, like no, but I could do a more you know on Back to the Future. Now if you power rank them, it's one, two, three. They go in order. Back to the Future three gets a little out there with the whole going back to the Wild West, but the way they tell the stories, it's just they're so well done. And the first one, it's just off the charts. Such a such a great movie. Uh, we Marty already, McFly, yeah. Enchantment Under the Sea, Dance. We gotta get to Leggy, but there was an article someone tweeted. Earth the other angel, day. did you see the birth of a planet came out? Like, there's a photo of a planet being birthed now. No, and see, here's the other thing I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how, like, hey, here's a photo of the birth of the planet. It happened a million years ago. Like, well, then how are we just? I, and I get it. The t- light has to travel, but like, it. We just got the photo now. Like my, my my mind is too simple. I can't I can't wrap my. Head no, I right. can't wrap my mind. It'll make your head hurt if you try to do it. So we'll talk Broncos. Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude nine fifty. Altitude nine
4: fifty. Denver's all sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Wednesday night, the Rapids are back at Dick's Sporting Edge Park to take on the Sounders and celebrate the Fourth of July. Kickoff's at seven o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE Parker Denver home of the Colorado Rapids the Denver Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanche Denver's all sports station Altitude 950 now back to Vic Lombardi
7: welcome back Vic Lombardi show on Altitude 950 one more hour to go James Marilat you know him as Manchester. I'm Will Peterson. Vic likes to call me HW. Marty, Jesse, and our boy. He's back. Leggy, it's been a while. How you doing? I'm great. Dragging the show down now.
10: You want me on that wall, James.
7: <laughs> I have been missing my Broncos fix, so I'm, gl- I'm glad you're here. <laughs> okay. Before we get into Broncos though, we've been talking we don't a-
10: talk about- at parties.
7: We've been talking a lot about cocktails. Yeah. See, a few good men. Great movie, right? I've seen it a million times. You were, uh, upset with the youngsters here who haven't seen Back to the Future. Unbelievable. Um and then it's, we spent a lot today. of time talking about cocktails. Do you have a favorite cocktail? You know I
10: don't cuz that would reveal a, a nutty thing about a sports writer. I do not actually drink. Really?
13: Yeah. Okay, well so I have you, no
10: good reason but I just You're even better than
7: Jesse. But in
10: I, terms of living. I've been thrown family. out of a lot of bars. I know you find that hard to believe.
7: <laughs> All right. My kind of guy. My kind of guy. I knew there's a reason we get along so well. I love well. a good bar, but uh
10: <laughs> I always end up driving. That's why my buddy's oh, like, me. all right, yeah. you're the DD. I'm the guy.
7: That's always good. Wow. Good guy to have around. Bring leggy.
10: Good guy to have around. Uh, yeah. to I have should her be around.
7: friends with Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> help my Uber well, lift uh, bill.
10: You're Mr. Screwdriver, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's Thanks, old fantastic. school. How'd you end up so old school? Uh, that's like a seventies. I just got finished playing 18.
7: Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I'm only seeing him drink him in Vegas at the sports book. That's it, pretty good. It, it, they're all like, you know, oh, kickoffs and, Ten minutes, kind of kickoffs thing. in four hours. Everybody yeah. cranked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh you're having what happened last night conversation. Hey, I need a screwdriver. Yep. You know, yep. it's that kind of. Thing. That's old school. You're, you're a throwback. All right, leggy. We'll start yeah. with news. There is actually some news Uh dropped yesterday. Tom Heckert does not have his contract renewed with the Broncos. He'll focus on his health. We talked about this briefly at seven fifteen. James and I did. No need to hot take this. This is Tom Heckert focusing on his oh, health.
10: As he's been, he's he's has a blood disorder. And he's had it for a while, and at, at periods of time, I've seen him, and he, you know, he's been in a wheelchair. Mm. And, and you know, Tom's a guy that Elway brought in pretty early in the process when when Elway took the job as kind of a experienced hand, and he's always been a big part of things. But his health has been an issue, and I think with you know, in conjunction with Gary Kubiak's role, sort of expanding almost daily, I, I think. You know, you'll continue to see things like this, but I think this is more of, of them and Tom coming to an agreement that he, cause I, I if, if it is a treatable blood disorder is how it's been explained to me. And, you know, if, if he regains his health, his strength, I, I could always see them bringing him back in some fashion.
7: I always, uh, tend to be someone who thinks there's more afoot than what they're telling us. Uh This situation, though, I think we just need to take it at face value and say, "Hey, yeah. that's what it is." You and mentioned, he's
10: been ill for a while. This yeah, isn't a 2015. New, yeah, this isn't a new thing. The Super Bowl season was a hard year.
7: We had heard rumors on. at one point that Trent Baalke was going to come here and, yeah. and fill that role. Uh You mentioned Gary Kubiak's role. What is Gary Kubiak's role? Whatever he wants it to be. <laughs> really? So
10: Gary's got Gary's got Gary's got a great combination of. He's known everybody in the organization for a long time. He's immensely good at what he does. I don't think Gary Kubiak. I think the Texans' experience at the end clouded what people should think of Gary as a
7: football guy because because uh, he had one bad season
10: and he they he did not participate in the player acquisition part of that team. I mean, and they they were dumb. Not to do that because I, I've spent my adult life around football, and Gary Kubiak's one of the one of the real eyes for talent that I've ever talked to at any level. the The guy knows what he's looking at, and for people who he's just not out there enough to tell you all the time. So sometimes people take yeah. that as passive, but it's not. He's very. Players talk all the time about how tough Gary Kubiak is.
7: James, is is he there though to help John Elway evaluate talent? Is he there to help Vance Joseph learn how to be a head coach or is above. he there to be the guy that hey, we're going to run his offensive system um and he's kind of getting involved in both realms. Like what what where where exactly I is he spending most of his time?
10: Personally, I think his most important job is he is Basically the guy who can go to Elway and say, you know what? I think we need to look at what we're doing here. Cause this, I don't think, I don't think this is quite right. And I, he can do that. So he's the one guy in the building John Elway will listen to. I think John listens to everybody. Convincing him is another thing. I mean, he's the alpha of alphas. Yeah. And it's, it's been his, if you're an NFL quarterback and you win, if you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Elway or Marino, you are the alpha of alphas because you have to be to
7: survive. Wait, I, so
10: is Gary the number two now? I, I, I've, I've thought he was since he came back. Okay. But
7: now, so what's so Matt, Matt Russell's role going to be then? I mean, what's,
10: what's same? I, I think Matt's role is the same. I just think there's another
7: chair at the table. I'm just trying to see the flow chart of how this organization works right now. I would say Elway, Kubiak, Russell are the top three. Is and Ellis Elway's boss? Or are they on the same footing? Uh, Ellis runs the team. Elway controls all football operations. But so. Ellis is, you're telling me Ellis is above Elway. Yeah, I mean, event, uh, Interesting. At, at some point, Ellis has to, Ellis is really the guy who approves Elway's contract. Joe could fire John, John couldn't fire Joe.
10: I, you know, that would be an interesting question. He, he, I think technically could fire him, but I bet it's hard. I haven't <laughs> seen the contract, but
7: I bet it's difficult. I'll bet it is, and, too. And while we're t- on this subject, Leggy, give us some clarification on the role of the trust, the, the two other folks in the trust. Where do yeah. they go on the Broncos flowchart? This ownership well, situation the, the is trust, tough. All
10: three people on the trust have equal footing, in my mind, but they have – in terms of ownership, they have all the power. So is Mary Kelly, Denver-based attorney, right. above John Elway on the totem pole? In terms of deciding ownership of the team, yes. In terms of who's
7: going to be a quarterback, no. All right, so here's my uh very succinct take on what's going to happen with that situation. The next owner of the Denver Broncos will not have the last name Bolin. Ooh. I'm not convinced of that yet. I think this thing is being slow-walked.
10: Now they can
7: they can sell it to the point where the trust can the 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 kids throw up their hands and say, "None of us are ever going to get this thing. Sell it, give us each our 400 million dollars and we'll move on." Wow, the trust right. can sell it. That's an interesting the note. The trust has all the power. The trust
10: can even replace members of the trust. If someone passes away, decides they don't want to be on the trust anymore, the trust <laughs> picks the new Are they
7: taking resumes? Yeah, you, okay. I'm sure. You I'll send see. that over to Could Joe. Could Joe Ellis sell the Broncos to himself if he came up with the money?
10: I don't think that would be possible. I think the, you know the other two members of the trust, and you know, again, I I haven't seen the documents. They've been explained to me. I don't think that's possible. This is,
7: and this is, I mean, this in all seriousness. Don't you think it would eliminate the um the signs of conflict of interest if the three members of the trust recuse themselves of any future ownership?
10: Yeah, if they publicly did that,
7: yeah, that would. I, to
10: me, be... that seems a little and I, murky. I think I think it's sort of implied by who's. I mean, I I've never had Rich Slivka, you know, state or heard him state any. No, ownership. and I'm not
7: talking about yeah.
10: Rich Slivka or Mary Kelly. No, Joe. I don't. And I, you know, honestly, I think if Joe wasn't this deep in the trust, I, you know, I I think there's every possibility that Joe would have said, "I'm going to retire to Maine and and enjoy my." Years. I mean, it's, it's, he's been a, uh, you know, hitting at it a long
7: time. So. Interesting state you chose there. It's the state where a lot of his relatives with deep pockets tend to be.
10: Yeah. No, I, I still, you know, I, the thing I always wonder is, is 20 years from now or 10 years from now, where's Elway going to sit in this picture? Because before LA, before Cronkie got LA going because he just so told the league, I don't care if you approve or not, I'm building my own stadium. You know, have, yeah. have a nice day.
13: Yeah.
10: Oh, we'll find you. Okay. Go ahead. I'm still it's building my own stadium. It's a power move. <laughs> so before that, yeah, it's the ultimate. Mr. I don't need you. I don't need you. Uh, before that, the big rumor was that Anschutz and Elway were going to front a group in LA that was going around the league for a while. So I always wonder what, you know, his future would be in that role, you know, 10 years from now. I don't, I have no idea, but I it's going to be fascinating to watch it all. Yeah. I did not, but it's wrong for people to assume that any of the kids, any of the Bolin kids, any of the Bolin siblings, none of them can do anything. They can yell and scream all they want. They can hire attorneys. They can hire PR firms. Uh, Pat Bolin put his team in the hands
7: of the trust because he didn't want his family fighting over it. Wow. Wild news from Leggy. Does this end in courtrooms? We'll ask it next. Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Guys, it's time to pop the hood on yourself. Take the 20-point
1: head inspection at mantherapy.org and get personalized tools and resources. Mantherapy. Therapy Therapy the way a man does it. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com.
0: Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. This is your Legal Minute. You're injured. It's a car crash. You've been rear-ended. Now you're going to talk to the insurance adjuster. Surely they're going to help you. Wrong. Surely they're going to be on your side. Wrong. Do you know what to say and do in the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster? If they said we're going to send you a few forms to fill out, would you do it? We're going to send you some releases and a questionnaire. Should you do it? No. Should you sign the releases? No. You need to listen to our show. Go to our website, listen, championsofthepeople.com. There's a button there that you can hit and it's called What You Need to Know Before the Very First Phone Call with the Insurance Adjuster. You can come in and have a free initial consultation with with us, and we'll help you there, and we'll give you a free legal game plan. Bell and Pollock, ChampionsOfThePeople.com will help you. For
1: your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com.
20: As a Coloradan, we've got a lot of love for our football, hockey, baseball, lacrosse, and soccer teams. We're loyal fans cheering local teams and buying from local businesses. Hey guys, it's Ryan Harris and your boy Nate Crackman for our friends
11: at Colorado Family Owned American Financing. If you are going to borrow money for a new home, borrow locally. The American Financing team of salary-based mortgage Consultants will help you get a pre-approval letter, which will help make your home offer more attractive.
20: They can access any loan in the industry while offering the lowest rates, best service, and fastest closings. Plus, you'll get one-on-one attention while being guided through the options, resulting in a custom loan specific to your financial goals. I'd call that a win, Ryan. And there are never any upfront fees. Pick up the phone and give them a call at 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Americanfinancing.net. That's American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And
2: MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
3: Colorado Rapids and Commerce City hosts Fourth Fest, the largest public fireworks show in the state. The Rapids take on Seattle Sounders FC on Wednesday, July 4th, presented by Budweiser. Head to the stadium early for pre-game Fourth Fest festivities and drink specials at 1876. Stick around after the game to enjoy the fireworks show immediately following the final whistle and a post-fireworks concert by Lucas Hope. For tickets, go to coloradorapids.com.
6: Listen to what Chris said about Andrew
12: I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk
8: 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys,
6: if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435.
4: 3-5, 3-5, andro400.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi.
7: It's been second time, every beautiful You got the Vic Lombardi show on Altitude 950. James Merrillat, Mario Jesse Trujillo, I'm Will Peterson, and our special guest, Jeff Legwald. In studio talking Broncos future. Where's Vic? What's well, in PTO. Yeah. It was kind of a. I don't want to talk to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Vic? I was I was told Vic would be here. No. It's kind of what I'm, I just translated that into. I,
10: I come in. You know, Vic's always saying, "Come on in." Here
7: I am. Well, you know, it's a, it's a holiday tomorrow, Jeff. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Who knows. We should play that game. Where in the to, world is Vic Lombardi? The, we should face, could be anywhere. My guess is there's time? a little white ball and a T somewhere <laughs> yeah. near him at the moment. <laughs> he's chasing it around. Yeah. Or right. his, he's making his mom cook for him. Well, that's later oh, yeah. in the day. Maybe he'll periscope it. Leggy, so, so I asked you this before the break. You made it abundantly clear the trust holds all the power. The bowling kids can yell and scream all they want, and it's not going to make a difference. I said, do you think this ends in a courtroom? I don't, because it's it's pretty
10: tightly written, it would be tough to challenge it uh, legally if you're on the outside. I mean, again, this is – uh I don't think people should think this is something Pat Bolin did as his Alzheimer's diagnosis was approaching. This is something he did. I, I believe uh, he had a skiing accident at one point, and it sort of rattled him, his sensibilities, like, all right, if something really happened to me, what would happen to the team? I better
7: have a plan in place.
10: and. Uh, that's when he put, that's when he really started and that, this, that was at least 15 years before the trust came to public knowledge. So it's tightly worded. It's tightly wound. It's very thought out and it's one purpose in general was to keep the team and the family if he could and to keep them from fighting over it.
7: I think at some point it, it's inevitable that it's going to be a drama of sorts, a well, soap opera It's so much of sorts. money.
10: It's so much money. Right. I mean, like what the Carolina Panthers went for, and the Broncos are twice the franchise the Carolina Panthers are in terms of regional imprint, national. You know, you know, just how they're perceived nationally in a marketing sense, success on the field. I mean, any anything you divide it by, it's one of the most. I'd say it's probably one of the most seven or eight valuable franchises in the NFL.
7: And, and I think, though, the the question becomes, because we, we could all speculate, we could all guess, I could say there's not going to be a Bolin, somebody with the last name Bolin that if owns Brittany,
10: it. If Brittany doesn't run the team, okay, now all bets are off.
7: So <laughs> I, I guess my question, though, is, is this is a team that's coming off a 5-11 and 11 season. They made a poor choice, in my opinion, when it came to who they hired as the head coach. They didn't have the... Wherewithal, cajones, whatever you want to say to admit their mistake and move on. Uh, they can't find a naming partner for their stadium, which is embarrassing. That's
10: the one, that's the one I keep, I come back to a lot because I don't get it. I I really don't get, I see everybody naming everything and I don't get
7: why they can't get it done. There's got
10: to be something, you know, there's either a piece of the puzzle I don't have or something going on behind the scene. I mean, whether or not it's because it's a, Municipally owned stadium authority. I mean, all
7: of those things. I mean, I've... Well, but it, it begs the question of like, is this team more of a mess behind the scenes than anybody thinks? I don't and th- due to the ownership issue.
10: I don't think so. Now, you know, if, if say, say Elway had not signed an extension
13: mm-hmm.
10: and now suddenly this year would be like the last year of the deal, that, that would be a mess. You know, that kind of stuff would be a mess, but because the football side of it, Is it, there is a, I mean, it's much like when Pat ran the team, uh, the football side is off in its own area. You know, the rest of what's going on with the team goes on away from those people. Wait, so you're saying the offices are different, right? I'm just saying that in how it's structured, Pat Bolin always kept the football away from everything. You know, his, his, the mantra was sort of, you guys get everything done on the business side.
7: Do what you need to do and football's over here. I think they've blended of, of, of late though. And I guess the, the number one example I would have is the guy who's no longer the defensive coordinator here. That was to me a strictly a monetary That, that was a money
10: move. Wade asked for a big raise and they didn't give it to him. Now, now I can't find out. I shouldn't say can't find out. I can't get a clear picture of. Okay, how was that decision made, and what was the number? You know, what what was the, right. What was the breaking point number? You know, was there a counter? You know, all that stuff is really murky. Because I, I look at this... But, but Wade swung for the fences. I don't think people should think... Sure, but he's also,
7: <laughs> what, 70? I mean, how many right. more times does he have to you swing for the fences? get one more fences? crack at it. Well, well then the Rams deserve credit for swooping in and getting him, and look at yeah. how good that defense is now. And, it's one of the best in the NFL. And giving him the money. I just look at it, and what, what concerns me about this team, and, and I want to get into some of the position battles as we go, because I'm on ESPN.com. It's the site you write for, and I'm looking at the depth chart, and I'm like... Wow, really? That's the guy they're counting on? Or that's the guy projected as the <laughs> starter? Mean, like,
10: they, yeah, they got a lot of have-to-come-through guys. A
7: lot. My biggest concern, though, is this coaching staff. And it strikes me as the same problem I had with the Josh McDaniels coaching staff. It wasn't necessarily, especially after Mike Nolan got run out after year one.
13: Yeah, it, was it, a, it,
7: that was Josh's worst move as a head coach. Totally agree. And it wasn't so much that I thought Josh was in over his head. Because he's a, he's an immensely uh intelligent guy, a good football guy. But when you've never had that position, when you're Uh, young, when you're younger than a lot of the guys or at least some of the guys on the roster, you you have to surround yourself with some people who've done those jobs before. The biggest problem with the second-year Josh McDaniel staff was every guy on the staff, that was the highest position they'd ever had. Right, and
10: the defense finished 32nd in every category you could could possibly muster.
7: This coaching staff, with Billy Moose as the offensive coordinator, Joe Woods as the D.C., every guy on the staff... Really, this is the highest position they've ever
10: had. I would, I always tell head coaches I know, I would always hire one former head coach.
13: Yeah, exactly.
10: Understand. Now, the you know the dirty they had little, Mike McCoy that didn't work out so well. The dirty little secret is you're 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 putting your replacement on the staff.
7: Yeah, and I think that was a lot of but problem with with Mike Shanahan at the end though, yeah. is he didn't want to have a guy on the staff that could potentially I, replace him. I think him. you
10: need that kind of guy because. Despite every coordinator thinking they understand what it's like to be a head coach, none of them do. And, and you can always tell when the guy's getting in trouble right away. Two things happen. They either don't put their thumb on their coaches hard enough, which is what I think happened to Vance last year, or you do what Josh did, which is try to do everything. You see one of those two yeah. things happen. You, you, you are looking at a guy either who's in trouble. Either too loosey goosey or too tight. Too you got to find the middle.
7: Too loosey-goosey with the coaches. Not the players, the coaches. Yeah. but because, why does, why would Joe Woods and Tyke Tolbert respect Vance Joseph last year? They had rings, he didn't. So then they, ga- they got gassed yeah, after no, the no, year. No, 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 hang on a second. You know why they should respect him? Cause he's the head coach. Like, well, he's, I, he's the boss. Like, uh, that's just insubordinate. But I, I will give Vance Joseph this. He was dealt a little bit of a tough hand because that wasn't his entire staff. We right. got to pick about half of it. Right. Right? And now this is his group more now, so. Now
10: he has the group he wants. So now, now, uh, I think the one part and Demarcus Ware kind of saves them a little bit because they that was going to be an issue. They wanted a pass rush coach, and they couldn't get it done. as As the off season rolled along, everybody got hired around the league, and then suddenly they were left with their marquee player not having a a position coach, which is why you you heard Von Miller is going to spend so much time with Bill Kolar because on Vance's staff, I'm not sure there's anyone respected in the league more than Bill Kolar.
7: I'm willing to give Vance Joseph a, a slight mulligan because he didn't have his staff last year. Slight mulligan. However, it's still a coaching staff that this is the highest job almost every guy or every guy on, the, right. on that staff has ever had. Give me a reason, other than hope, that this coaching staff is going to be less inept than they were last year because they were inept. They well, were
10: inept. On offense, I, I can. we talked about it a million times. They, they kept Jamming an offense that didn't fit into, and I think that's one thing Musgrave will do. He will, he will play an offense that fits the personnel. And again, we already talked about
7: a guy who's very important. But very, the, Gary Kubiak's very important in all this. Defensively, it was a debacle. And I know Philly went on to win the Super Bowl, but they got a 50 burger hung on him there. Special teams last year was a joke. Oh, the he, three of us could have gone and coached special teams better than that. Absolute disaster. The offense was a mess in terms of not building it to suit the, the talents of the quarterback. And, which is the most important position. And the
13: worst
10: thing happened. It got bad and stayed bad because no repairs were made. None. It was like, it, and you can't do that. You got to do something before November. You can't wait until November to decide.
7: But okay. then there were other things in terms of they're just in over their head. And to me, like clock management and game situation decisions, that's just a group that is overwhelmed. Because they were bad at that kind of stuff. Yeah. From week one, even when they were starting 3-1 and one and you and Vic were doing your victory lap, they were bad at that stuff from week one
13: <laughs> until week OD.
7: 17.
10: I will say uh, special teams is always the best barometer of how you're doing in-house because they're the only guys that coach the whole roster. and And everybody else has got their little piece. Special teams guys coach the whole roster, and if you're bad on special teams, you're never good as a team, ever.
7: Well, I, I'm with you because I think it tells you a couple things. One, it tells you, your coaching staff, how good they are. It also tells you what kind of depth you have yeah. on the roster because get that's all talent. a bunch of backups. Yeah, there's some talent. So. All right, coming up next, we'll dive into the Broncos' defense. How good can it be? And, Jeff, before you get out of here, I think we want to put you on the spot. Play a little game. We'll toss some names out there. Will they be the next controlling owner of the Denver Broncos? You'll tell us if they have a chance. Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950.
4: Here's what's in play
5: on Altitude 950. Join Altitude 950 for the World Cup semi-final watch party Tuesday, July 8th, and Wednesday, July 9th, at the house at 14th and Market. Mark Mosher will be broadcasting live from 1 to 3. World Cup semi-final watch party. <laughs> Tuesday, July 8th, and
20: Wednesday, July 9th at the Rhine House at 14th and Market.
13: Get more info now
4: at
20: Altitude950.com. There I was, pushing up off of the floor, and I kept hearing a crack, crack, crack in my elbow. Shooting baskets, crack, crack, crack in my elbow. My elbow was in pain, and I needed help, and I turned to my friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. It's your boy, Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, here to tell you about my fantastic experience with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. You can have your outpatient appointments, surgery, lab, x-rays, and even MRIs right there. I didn't have time to walk around and find three different MRI places, wait six months to get this pain out of my elbow. No, I needed help right away, and Center for Spine and Orthopedics helped me right away. They have internationally renowned spine surgeons, foot, ankle, and wound care, as well as veterans in pain management with nearly 30 years of experience helping patients manage their daily pain. Go with the best and go with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com.
5: Summer is here and so is the heat. And at Best Way Insulation, their goal is to save you up to 70% on your summer energy bill. New XL Energy rebates are available right now, making it affordable to insulate your home for the summer. And the best part? Best Way Insulation will do all the paperwork for you. Call today and learn more about how Best Way Insulation could save you up to 70% on your summer energy bill. 303-469-0808. 303-469-0808. Best Way Insulation. 303-469-0808.
15: or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS
2: 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
15: Craft beer
9: is just not enough to cut it anymore. This summer, how about you up your patio game at Thirsty Lion Gastropub. Besides summer seasonal brews, enjoy cool signature cocktails and regional wines. And their summer menu features pork belly tacos and spicy shrimp ceviche. That's how you up your summer patio game at Thirsty Lion Gastropub. Pub in Cherry Creek and at Union Station, open at 11 a.m. weekends for brunch. Remember the name, Thirsty Lion Pub. Altitude
4: 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show.
5: At the end of the day, we're having fun, baby. <laughs> we're having fun. I mean, production is the most important thing.
20: You know, after you get that out of the way,
1: you know, you can let your individuality show. You can let your personality show. Whatever you want to do, as long as you produce.
10: That's Vaughn Miller. Words to live by. <laughs> yeah, talking about you to do, as long as you
7: produce, James.
10: <laughs> That's
7: right. Well, produce. Welcome to the Lombardi show, James Marilaccio. I haven't Flagwell. produced
10: in my entire career.
7: I don't know. I'm hoping someday. I'm, Will Peterson time. with you until 10. <laughs> we'll hand it over to Julie Brownman and Chris Marlowe in today for Scott Hastings of the it's Denver be a cast Nuggets. Of thousands this week It'll it will be great yeah hey uh Leggy so we want to talk about this defense because there's there's a lot of talent on this defense but to me there are still some questions and, and I think the obvious place to start is at the pass rush and how much does Chubb get in there and where is he on the depth chart when it comes to him Shaq Barrett and Shane okay. Ray he's at the top.
10: Of the depth chart,
7: so it's Vaughn one, Bradley Chubb two. Vaughn
10: and Chubb, you know, those are your outside linebackers. So Shaq Barrett is backup. Chubb's playing a ton. The guy is, I mean, he's legit. I like him a lot. So right if you, I'll be stunned. I'll, you know, look, I've been wrong plenty over the years. Uh, there's proof of that everywhere. But uh I'll be stunned if the guy isn't an impact player out of the gate. So oh. if you're
7: Shaq or Shane, you you just
10: you're, you're sweeping up. Whatever snaps you can, and it's tough for Shane because now you're, you're you're coming back from another surgery. Uh, probably the surgery you had is why they did not pick up your option, and you're in a contract year. Oh, and they drafted your
7: replacement. Essentially, that side of the ball I think has less questions, but they got to get the red zone figured out. It and still it, has questions.
10: They can they can. Last year I got an awful lot. Oh, yeah, it's no big deal. No, I think you what twenty nine passing touchdowns last yeah. year. That you're you're fifth in the league, fifth most in the league. That's not the company you want to keep in no. this day and age. I mean, if if people can throw to score on you, you're in trouble. And some of that was, uh, you know, we can talk about Shaq Barrett and Shane Ray and whoever else they had. Bottom line was teams knew. You put everybody on Vaughn. Take your chances with everybody else, and yeah. it
7: worked. And it not only worked; it worked great. A couple of uh, other places, though, that I think are question marks. Um, I, I think in the middle, Brandon Marshall did not have a good year, and he admits um, it.
13: He,
10: he's right up front.
7: Todd Davis is. I, I mean, let's just be honest. Todd Davis is just a guy. You can't have eleven Pro Bowlers. You got to get a, get by with just some guys. But if Brandon Marshall plays like just a guy, and both your inside gonna linebackers, you. You, you're, you're going to struggle.
10: Brandon's got to be
7: that athletic, sideline to sideline. Well, he's got to be what he
10: and Danny Trevathan were the year exactly. they won the Super Bowl, gotta, exactly, because that that's where they funnel everything to. Those guys got to clean up the mess, as it were, and and if he's not moving like he did, and he he
7: just wasn't, he he was sort of never right. I think last year, I think Bradley Roby stepping in and having to fill Akeem Tlaib's shoes is two questions. One, he's can he play at that level? He's not a keep to leave. And two, well then who fills Bradley Roby's shoes exactly. as the third corner? Right. Uh, is, is it Tremaine Brock? Is it Brendan probably Langley? Bro- it's
10: probably Brock right now. He's going
7: to get the first shot at it. Yeah.
10: And I think because he, of all the things he's been in his career, uh, he's been versatile enough to play at different spots. I went back and looked at a bunch of him. Uh, I think that, that that's a little bit of an undervalued signing, I think, because I, okay. I saw him working I went back and looked, and he's worked outside. He's worked in the nickel. I mean, he's really got sort of this good resume. And if he plays like he did, he'll be he'll be really sound. He won't make you know assignment errors. The question will be: is athletically down the field? You know, he's going to have to have the show the long speed. I I think Chris Harris said one of the most interesting things about Roby and the transition during mini camp when i talked to him and he said uh he said roby's been really good for 600 plays a season yep. yep and he said but the the key will be can you hold that concentration for the other 400 yeah, he's a 1,000-play guy now. Not you're a 1,000-play If you're going to be a starting corner in a really good defense, you're going to be a 1,000-play
7: guy. I mean, everybody looks at it and, and hey, they got a, a top-five pick, took a guy on defense, a guy that a lot of people thought was the best player in the draft. Oh. Everybody thinks his defense is better. In my mind, on paper, they're a net zero because they added Bradley Chubb, lost to Keep Tlaib. I want to see how that evens out.
10: You know, and Tlaib, for all of the other things he brought <laughs> to the table that we know about, I mean, keep's off the field Resume is, is pretty nutty and everybody got that. And he would often in a game do things that hurt you. Getting in a fight that hurts yeah, your team. Yeah. Getting kicked getting out. Getting suspended you, hurts your team. poking a guy up. in the eye with your thumb hurts your team. Without a doubt. But Akit was an old school football player. And I don't think people should lose that because of the other things. When the quarterbacks show up first, the one guy who was consistently in the building with the quarterbacks was Akeep Talib.
7: Well, and he, yeah, he came to play most games. I would say last year against Philly was the first time I was like, I don't know that Akeep's ready to play today. Right. That was uh, the only time I can think of it during his, his stint here in Denver.
10: You know, he's a stubborn player in that he believes in what he does. So he'll keep, you know, yeah. he's got that corner mentality. You have to have that weird, mentality of all right you did beat me but you're not going to do it again type thing but and but sometimes that gets you in this weird hamster Well, Well week wheel
7: 17 for... against the Chiefs he had no interest in being no, there either.
10: He didn't. Well nobody he didn't. did. Yeah. Here,
7: here's another guy that I'm not I,
10: sure I was all that interested.
7: <laughs> <laughs> here's another guy though that you just kind of look at and go, "All right, this is a spot where again, you can't have 11 pro bowlers, so you got to get by with a guy." Right. Adam got is now, second string yeah. guy. He's got his off-field issues. He actually had a pretty good year last year, but he yeah, got better.
10: Wasn't bad. Kolar again. That's the thing about Bill Kolar as a coach. You look at what guys were before him, and then yeah. after him,
7: it's amazing. has got better, but now it looks like they're going to have to rely on a guy named Clinton McDonald. What what am I missing here?
10: Well, uh, he, he's been he's been a good player in his okay. career, and he's got to be he's got to be every ounce of that for the Broncos. You can
7: hide a couple of good players. You can't you have good, you can't have bad you need ones. A
10: couple good players in the around. They need, they just need people to do enough to get Miller and Chubb exactly some right. room.
7: Exactly right.
10: That's uh, the thing about the 2015 defense that was so good. Malik Jackson gave those guys room because he did enough athletically to give those guys some room.
7: I think though, in two key s- situations, they chose the wrong guy. I, I think that a choice between Malik Jackson and Derek Wolf, they took yeah. Derek Wolf. Yep. I think that a choice between Danny Travez. Because and- Derek
10: was safer. Yeah,
7: they had a choice between Danny Trevathan and Brandon Marshall. Now, Danny Trevathan wound up getting hurt. We don't know if he'd have got hurt if he'd have stayed here, but Danny Trevathan was a better player than Brandon Marshall.
10: Well, and I will say, in that decision, injuries were a huge part of it, and okay. Danny had been hurt several times.
7: Yeah. You go to the other side of the ball, and Will likes to make his take his jabs at Demarius Thomas, but let's just be honest. You look at the positions where you're like, yep, they're good. DT and Emmanuel. Look, are they perfect? No, but they're fine. They're three. Their starting receivers are yeah. are fine. Well, and the two guys behind him in the draft, people are excited about. Sut- yeah, but we don't know squat about them. But I'm saying wide receiver depth is not a concern to me here on July 3rd. No, it's they, a concern to me because they need an impact three. Or, I've never seen Cortland Sutton catch a pass in an NFL game. Oh, Sutton, I I think he's going to be good. Well, based on what? Other than whole guy out of SMU. Oh, okay, great. You know who else they hyped up and told us how he was he was say. blowing Bradley Roby's doors off throughout. Uh, OTAs was uh, got him blank. Lattimer. Cody Latimer heard all about how great he was going to be. I'm same hype saying, I've heard about Cortland Sutton. We don't know Cortland Sutton's going to be worth crap. We don't know. invest a they second round pick in a wide receiver. Three, Cody invest- Latimer was a second round pick, right? And that was John Elway's biggest whiff because that oh, was. So now, I'm glad John now, figured it out. That was the Landry draft, the Odell Beckham Jr. draft. That was okay. the, the wide receiver draft. So the same guy who blew a second round pick on Cody Latimer now got it right with Cortland Sutton. Got it. Okay, I'm glad it's not just hope that I'm supposed to count on. Awesome. You love right. the hope.
10: So. But they need an impact three or they're looking at the offensive version of Von Miller because it doesn't matter if you have Demarius and Emmanuel. We learned last year. If right. There's there's no third, Hamilton.
7: Are they going to run though? Are they going to run the old Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak offense? I, I think they're going to run closer to, you know, Gary with Peyton. Cause I, I oh God. No, That's I mean, and I,
10: I don't mean injured Peyton. You know what I'm saying.
7: I just think that if they're going to run that system, Look, when they won Super Bowls back-to-back Super Bowls in, in the 90s, they never had a 3. It was the same conversation right. every year. But, Who's going to be the 3? Yeah, exactly. It was Willie Green for no, crying out loud no. one year. And he would draft receiver after receiver. Oh my gosh,
10: receivers. Marcus Nash and oh, nobody could fill the void. The kid from Iowa, I remember uh I can't
7: remember this but, name escapes me right now, but but yeah. then was it Kevin Casper? Yeah. it was a guy. Sure was. Okay, so that but th- that team had a third receiver. He just played tight end, yeah, it was Shannon
10: It Was a Hall of Famer. But I mean, that's what I I don't care where the 3 comes from. In the offense, but they have, you have to have an impact three or you're these days because even when they in 97, 98, when they win super bowls, defenses aren't specializing like they do now. Right. You don't get the same look twice. Right. I mean, you- and they're running people on and off. And if you can't have a guy as a third option at receiver who can't shake a defender, you're looking at what they had last year, double coverage on the outside and a bunch of people in the middle of the field saying, all right, do whatever you need to.
7: I just think though there are some huge concerns here, right? The the number one projected guy at tight end has never, right, ever, ever That's been I mean. in an actual training camp practice, <laughs> let alone a
19: preseason game or well, regular season game. I saw him in swag thrown around last year. We've not mean, seen him in equipment, you know, live. Exactly. I don't playing. know that he's
10: ever had
7: a logo on his helmet. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 ridiculous the amount of confidence people in this town have in Jake Butt. Cortland Sutton, and Royce Freeman. They have a lot
10: of guys, like we were saying, they have a lot of have-to-come-through guys.
7: That we have no reason other than blind faith to believe they're going to come through. I think Freeman's
10: going to push to be the the guy. They
7: also have... All three had pretty good college careers and were high picks, so that's part of the reason people have faith. You have to understand people get excited about draft picks that had good college careers. Okay. Maybe they had a lot of screwdrivers. I can list a lot of college... Guys who haven't been good oh, in the- Oh, don't
10: make him get a list out. Who
7: had a better college career, Devontae Booker or Royce Freeman? I would have to pull Royce up Freeman. the numbers. I'll, okay, we'll look it up. I am gonna- not even y- close. You study the, the draft way better than anybody I know, so okay, but yeah, Devontae Booker was pretty damn good in college. He was, he was pretty damn good, but I, I would say Freeman was-, was a- And then we- We haven't even gotten to the fact that we have the human holding call playing left field, or left field, left, <sighs> left tackle. I mean, come on. Had some issues. <laughs> That's not a huge hole? No tight end, no running back, no left tackle.
10: He's on the list of the have-to-come-through guys.
7: He's so bad, I don't even know what sport he plays. Speaking, of course, about Garrett Bowles. Yes. Okay. That was an issue. Well, an issue. And and, 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 uh, you know what I hear in this town? He'll be better. He'll be better. Why? I guess the assumption is it would be hard to go the other way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay, that's how bad he was, and you never hear that he was that bad. Some of it was him.
10: Some of it was him. And you know, I think it got to him.
7: But he's got a cute kid. It was a neat story, yeah. so let's not talk about. Here's my it. Kid That's that what was, it is.
10: See, if I if things <laughs> were going bad for me on the field, I would get a small child in a onesie and just carry it around, and people would say, "You know what? You're a good guy."
7: Exactly. If that, I'm doing that, if that team wasn't such a train wreck on so many fronts last year, and people would actually notice that Garrett Bowles was a of a first round pick in his first and he year, came losing is... one, he, he was a mess. He and Paxton both joined the crying they club. They didn't hurt. Yeah,
10: him. They, you know, they didn't help him, and he didn't help himself, and that's a bad combination. I,
7: I mean, you know, Ronald Leary, fine. Matt Parrott is fine. Connor McGovern, we don't say, know squat about him either. McGovern
10: was good down the stretch. I will I say, you know. Leary, Leary is for me is the concern coming out of mini camp. Well, hell,
7: Jeff, if he's one of the concerns, they're in trouble. Well, I,
10: I'm just saying because. Did not participate at all. Now, he has not been had medical troubles as an NFL player, but in college he was a huge medical on that draft board. And for him not to have participated until I see him doing something, I'm, okay. I'm going to leave that as a – And I know
7: we got to get to break because the music's been playing, but here's the thing. Sorry. People have spent so much time figuring out how to take funny pot shots at Paxton Lynch. They have missed all the other problems on this offense – and there are a plethora of them. All right, we'll talk quarterbacks when we get back. Put a bow on this ownership uh, situation. Jeff Legwald in studio. Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950.
4: 2950. <laughs> Here's what's in play on Altitude 950.
8: Join Altitude 950 on July 4th for the Colorado Rapids 23rd Annual 4th Best Celebration presented by Budweiser at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. The Rapids will take on the Seattle Sounders and then stay and enjoy the fireworks after the game.
5: It's fun, furry, wacky, and weird only at the Denver County Fair. July 13th through the 15th at the National Western
18: Complex. Tickets at denvercountyfair.org.
13: Get more info now
6: Natural and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
2: Looking for the ultimate guys weekend? Get to Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe. Championship golf. Catch the La's Burlesque Show and get all the Vegas-style action you can handle. And girls, where should you go for the ultimate girls weekend? Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe. Have fun poolside in a cabana. Indulge in a spa day and get all the Vegas-style action you can handle. Book your best ever guys or girls weekend now at buffalothunderresort.com. Are you ready for
12: barbecue, fireworks, and the hottest appliance sale of the year? Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. And for 25 years, we've been Colorado's favorite appliance store. This 4th of July, we're lighting the fuse with some explosive savings. Cook in style with a four-piece stainless kitchen package from Whirlpool for only $21.98. Save over $650. That's an entire stainless kitchen for only $21.98. Check out our lowest prices of the year on refrigerators, laundry, and more. Save $800 on a stainless four-door French store refrigerator from Whirlpool for only $13.99. Our lowest price ever. Or get a diamond gray front-load laundry pair from GE and save $1,000. Plus, check out our clearance center for an additional 10, 15, or 20% off our already discounted prices. Stop by our showroom today and experience the difference. Open Monday through Friday till eight, Saturday and Sunday till five, or online at MountainHighAppliance.com. Mountain High
13: Appliance, your favorite appliance
4: Thank you. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now back to Vic Lombardi.
7: Spirited debate. Continuing during the break here on Altitude 950. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. 10 minutes to go. James Merlot, Jeff Legwald, Will Peterson with you. Vic on some PTA. So, uh, you know, after going through this conversation and talking about the coaching staff that other than blind hope, there's no reason to believe it's going to be any better. Blind hope. Hello, buddy. He... Talking about all the holes.
10: You need to make a t-shirt with that on.
7: On both sides of the ball. And other than blind hope, there's no reason to believe they're going to be any better
10: blind hope on the front.
7: I'm sticking with 6 and no 10. There's
10: no reason to be any better on the back.
7: <laughs> I'm sticking with 6 and 10. I picked 8 and 8 for us. They are better at quarterback.
10: They're, I think he's. They're for, better at quarterback. And I, and it's the we most were,
7: important position in all of sports.
10: We were just talking in here. I liked watching him work. You know, cuz everybody in, you know, in I I will tell you guys, in OTAs and mini camps, yeah, you should look at a guy throwing the ball, but I really don't give that a lot of credence. If you can't throw against air at this level, then agreed. I, I don't want to talk to you. Agreed. I, I guess, but he, I liked how he did the other stuff. I mean, he
7: he's here's the thing, show. though. And other than maybe Kurt Warner, find me the great quarterback who's bounced around that much Yep. that they missed that many times. Well, it times used left. to
13: happen
10: way back in the day. You know? Sure,
7: Johnny Unitas was playing on a sandlot, yeah, and they yeah, found you know,
10: him. Earl Morrill. and I mean, the Steelers the, cut him. Yeah, because scouting was.
7: The Steelers once cut Len Dawson too.
10: The scouting was nowhere close to what it is now.
7: But how many guys get, that that can play that position? It's such a premium position. It's so important. How many guys that can play even a a lick of that position?
10: But for him to move around that much. For him to even have the season last year though, that's impressive.
7: Yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't the odds be that that was the aberration? That that was the, well that's what, you know, the
10: exception? You're the Broncos, that's where you're rolling the dice. Is it outlier or is it first of more? You know, that's kind of where you're...
7: I mean, I had a lot of basketball games where I scored four points and had a bunch of turnovers. And I had a game where I had 32. Which one do you want to pay me to do?
10: I, I think the 32 one was probably... I mean, was great. I'd like you to
7: pay a me thing, for the 32. Is there a box score
10: that exists of that somewhere? <laughs> I, I'd, but, say a, I'd say a whole season... I'd say it's hard to hide for a whole season. Now, we've seen Scott Mitchell and some guys like that have great seasons and then... Stall, you know, I think it's essentially up to the Broncos. I think they can get what he did for the Vikings last year, but they've gotta, they've gotta fix to me what was the biggest problem of last season, which you match your playbook to your players.
7: And if you don't, it looks a lot like last season. Well, and I don't want to go down the whole Paxton Lynch wormhole because that we could, we could stay there rabbit hole. We could stay there. Forever. I don't know if we have time. <laughs> But to that's me, another day. to me, and I've been saying this for two years, they they they've they've done the kid a disservice by never giving him the opportunity to go out there and play a system that his talents are suited for. Right. And I didn't like when he got his start. I think it was the San Francisco game last year in preseason. Yes. That they didn't run stuff that was good for that was good for him. Oh,
10: they ran the same for everybody. Yeah.
7: And, and I just think that's I think that's the epitome of poor coaching. I, I, I think it's. I think it would be would have been unfair to ask Trevor to run around and do right. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, run the veer, right? And it's unfair to ask, pa- ask ask Paxton Lynch. That's tough to say, to run something that he's not suited for. I, I just think that's. I just think that's a bad idea. Now I look, would, it's it's water under the bridge because Case Keenum is the guy this yeah, year. I still think Paxton Lynch is going to start more games than him this year. Wow, but. I think you made a fair point. Pat, Case Keenum is not Matt Flynn. He didn't do this for one game. He had an entire season essentially uh, that was that was pretty damn in good. in a
10: pressure situation. Yeah, they had they had big designs. I mean that that team was built to do
7: something. He's also one of the luckiest plays in the history yeah. of the NFL, away from being a guy who blew a home game in the playoffs and couldn't get it done.
10: There's a, there's a long list of lucky plays
7: in history. You know, sometimes you need it. All right, we got to get over to Marty in about one minute, but Leggy, I want to play this quick game with you. We started talking about who the next owner of the Broncos is going to be. I'm going to give you a name and you're going to tell me if they have a chance to be the next controlling owner of the Denver Broncos. Brittany Boland. Oh, very good chance. Beth Boland. No. John Elway. Maybe. Joe Ellis. No.
10: Interesting. I think, honestly, I think if, if Pat had entrust, had not entrusted Joe and others with this trust, I think Joe would be on a beach.
7: So if you had to handicap it now
10: the That's just my gut feeling. Yeah. I mean...
7: If you had to handicap it now, the the most likely next owner of the Broncos is Brittany Boland? I would say I would say the tr that's the trust has shown me, I think by their
10: actions, that that's what, kind of what they're waiting on. I,
7: and you, you just made an interesting point there about Joe Ellis. And I've always looked at it of like, look, I, I reading the tea leaves is I think he's angling for the team. I think he's slow walking this thing. So the, the kids will get frustrated and just I'm just saying it. that's
10: my gut instinct. If I'm the, honest.
7: if the reality of the situation is if he wasn't entrusted with the, his role in the, in the trust, he would be on a beach then he deserves a lot of credit because that's a pretty stand-up thing to do.
10: Well, Pat, what Pat means to and you know, you've been around, that. what Pat means to Joe is that's no small thing.
7: But, um, yeah, and I mean, that really is like, look, it's, he gets to be quasi-NFL owner. Good gig. Right. You know, it's not like no, he's I, volunteering guitar heard, roofs yeah, all, no, all day. But the still, bottom line looks good. He yeah. could be sitting on a beach and he's not. So, you know, I but give Pat, I I poke fun at Joe Ellis or give him a hard time or whatever on occasion. That's a commendable thing to do.
10: It's been a lot of years, but I mean Pat essentially said, I need you guys to handle this for me, and that's how it's gonna go.
7: Very interesting. All right, let's
10: get over to Marty. What did
4: we mess up? Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's fact checker. checker.
7: Presented
5: by Ken's Auto Service. For all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs. Ken's Auto Service, a full-service preventative maintenance and auto repair center in Aurora. More info at kensautoserviceinc.com.
20: All right, uh, James. You
19: started off the show complaining about NBA Twitter, saying that they complain too much. So essentially, complaining about the complaining. (laughs) So that was that was fun. Uh,
7: There's some. I don't know if it's irony. It seems like kind of like the wrong use of irony, but that seems ironic.
19: Mm -hmm. I always like to keep my ears open for some good potential drops uh, to play on the show. We got a great one from Will today when he was talking about his. Craziest 4th of July experience in the pool without goggles. Let's listen to this. My eyes were sensitive, so I <laughs> cried a bunch. Yep. We're gonna, yep. sensitive. Yeah. My eyes were sensitive, and I cried a bunch. it's okay. like McLovin
7: uh, when he says, I like the hops in it when he's got his fake ID. Are my your eyes sensitive right now? Not right now, but you missed the story. I couldn't wear my goggles at a neighborhood coin toss, and I threw a temper tantrum. Now, coin toss, I, don't, I don't doubt that at all. What we learned is they throw a bunch of coins in the pool and out all the, the rich pool. kids dive in and
19: try and get them.
10: <laughs> all the um, yucky kids go get some coins.
19: And he didn't get to wear goggles. You know, the
10: bills float.
19: I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, they weren't exactly throwing the hundies in the pool. Uh-huh. Also, Will doesn't waste his time with pennies. I
7: uh-huh. come from the neighborhood North Glen where you let all the kids get in there and then you beat up one and take the money. <laughs> yeah. I don't need goggles for that. <sighs> What, what else? They just throw bottles
19: in the pool. All uh, right, James, yeah. you're giving us uh, your list of top ten cocktails of all time. Now, I don't know if you know the owners of Myers or if you're in cahoots <laughs> with them, but you were really trying to upsell us on some Myers rum. Let's listen to that.
7: So I go with the Myers. Uh, A great dark rum, Myers is also a flying choice. I go with the Myers. And then you pour a shot of dark rum. Again, I recommend Myers. (laughs) Sounds
10: like a reader. You're doing a reader.
7: Uh, That's Myers. uh,
10: Perhaps. You get a little cut for how many times you drop it in? Or I mean,
7: what's the deal? Perhaps today's list of all lists was brought to you by
19: Myers.
10: (laughs) (laughs) Did I mention Myers?
19: (laughs) One more time for Myers. I like a little Myers. I do. All right, and that's it today. All right, Uh, thanks, Marty. Appreciate it.
7: James, fun show. We kind of went all over the place. 7 o'clock hour, we were mad at each other. 8 o'clock hour. I was mad at you? Yeah. You didn't like me calling Kyle Freeland an ace and a Oh, yeah. Well, as that's just, that's ridiculous. So they have this thing, Jeff. I don't know if you ever watched the Rockies. And your eyes are sensitive. Yeah. That's what yeah. I've learned. Do you watch Rockies games ever? Are you so yeah, consumed sure. in the football no, world? Like the so they do this thing, hashtag Toyota Talk, and yeah. you can suck up to them and make Toyota talk. So James Vick and I have a little bit of a running competition, and so I made Toyota talk last night by calling Kyle Freeland an ace. Did you? Manchester was not too thrilled. He's not an ace. He's the best pitcher on the team. No, that's not an ace.
10: An ace is a guy where you have three,
7: you've lost three in a row, and you're sending him out. Boy, that sounds spot on. I wonder if someone's right. listening? This or morning. you've got a one-game playoff in Arizona, yeah. and you feel good with him on the hill. Or it's mm-hmm. a no-brainer
10: that he's going to start.
7: Mm-hmm. All right, Jesse, fire us up, please. we're going to be here all
10: day, baby.
7: He's the fired-up finale? Here's what's got us fired up today. This isn't an NBA system problem. It's not the way the the salary cap works, or everybody wants to play together, super teams. Nobody else offered him a contract because he's coming off a torn Achilles, and because. He's a cancer in the locker room and he's a constant problem. Uh, and then the Warriors offered him a one year, 5.3 or whatever it was million dollar contract and he took the one offer on the table. Like, how is that the system that's broke? It's not as though Sacramento backed up the Brinch truck and he said, no, thank you. I don't want to return. It's stupid. It's, you know what it is? It's classic Twitter faux outrage. We're going to be mad about it. What are you mad about? What, 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 what's the, what's the complaint? What are you mad about? NBA Twitter. <laughs> Valid question. There's the complaint Your about the complaint. is
10: never phone. That's,
7: <laughs> That's never. That's the good thing fun. about it. Well, Jeff, we do a segment uh, called Outrage," brought to you by Myers. <laughs> Big news right now at seven ten. You could hear the big news music in the background there. That's Trujillo getting ready for Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, check it all no, his no. boxes today. <laughs> hey, that was legitimately the best fired up. No, was Usually I, he's just not one a, a Dan Taylor move right there. All right for Marty for Jesse for James Vic Jeff I'm Will. up next Julie Scott voice of the Nuggets Chris Marlowe keep it locked in altitude nine fifty. Altitude 950. Rewind. We were just ignore our game plan with what we set in place uh, before the game, which is, I mean, with this lineup, it's it's a lot of fastballs, a lot of change-ups, and they both played very well. There were times where I got behind the counts uh, with fastballs, and, yeah, we went, we went directly to the change because we knew I'd be able to throw a first strike. I knew he was going to make pitches. My first at bat against him, so I didn't know what to expect. He missed with a fastball. I'm sure he wasn't trying to throw it there, but put the barrel on it
10: Again, I think collectively our starting pitching uh, – uh, it's a great, great group of workers, a great group of guys that are committed to to helping us win games, to helping helping the Rocky pitching staff, and Kyle falls in line there for sure. Altitude 950,
4: Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Wednesday night, the Rapids are back at Dick's Sportingage Park to take
8: on the Sounders and celebrate the 4th of July. Kickoffs at 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call
4: kkse parker denver home of the colorado rapids the denver nuggets and the colorado avalanche denver's all sports station altitude 950 live from the altitude 950 studios scott hastings julie brownman hastings and brownman starts now
13: Second, up the music.
8: Scott and Julie, Scott Hastings, my partner, on.